Hello, and welcome to episode 117 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo. With me, forever know is the man, the myth, the bad boy for the sake of this intro, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is amazing! You didn't, Where did you get this? You didn't see that? Oh, I, I put it on the, uh, the Spintune Twitter account. Hang on, let me, let me tilt this Oh here. my god! That's so good! Who made this? Uh, so this was made by Annie Cookie. That's incredible. My mom had her make one for me and Dominic. What you are all missing on account of, of this audio? Actually, I forgot. Uh, I forgot. Medium. I, I was saying, I, I forgot. <laughs> I probably should just put this as the featured image for the. Uh, oh, a hundred percent. I might even go as far as making that the image for the uh, for the actual podcast <laughs> like, for this. In perpetuity. <laughs> yeah, no, just just for the one episode. It's a okay. So what we're seeing here is gonna, a baby Yoda with a with a soup cup, knitted. A knitted. This is amazing. A, she made this. Yeah, he's got a little. He's got a little. Uh, little scarf too. A little scarf. Yep. He doesn't stand up very well. Wow. He's uh. Well. He's not balanced great. Neither does Baby Yoda. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, I guess that's. Look at those eyes accurate. and that nose. Look at those. Wow. Look at those little cheeks. That is so good. She even colored the ears in. The that's ears are amazing. wildly too big. It's hysterical. Yeah, they absolutely <laughs> are. That's awesome. I think from now on, I'm going to do like an elf in the shelf thing where like every time we go to record, he's just going to be back there somewhere. Perfect. Or like Perfect. dangling in like from above. <laughs> as, as he should be. Maybe I'll wear That's a shirt great. for once and just tuck him in here. Like a little, I like that. Like a little carrier. Okay. A little kangaroo action. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's cool. See Man, I, that's a treat. I, could, I didn't expect that today. I know. That was the idea. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like I man, I, on the one hand, I loved tweeting this out. I think Brian saw it. Um... Oh, it's so good. I was like, on the one hand, I kind of hope Anthony sees this and texts me and goes, oh my God, what is that? But on the other hand, I hope he doesn't so that when he <laughs> rises up into the screen. <laughs> I, even if I had seen it, that would have been a good, I wouldn't have been expecting that. That's kind of what I figured is it was a win-win. Well done. Well done. I guess that qualifies as you saying hello. On this week's episode, pre-production, release dates, and other news and nuggets, all before diving into our flick of the week. Bad boys for life. But first, Al, what are we drinking? Uh, we are drinking... Sorry, I got distracted. Um, <laughs> we're drinking Devil's Purse Brewing Company's Pollock Rip India Pale Ale. Uh, this is a beer that was supplied by you, I believe, months ago, when I asked for us to do this for an episode, you said, "This honestly, it's not that good. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I didn't... So when I had it the first time, I didn't love it. Okay. Um, I, but... I realized after the fact that it specifically says on the can that it needs to be very... It's to keep this can cold. Mm. And I don't think I let it chill enough before Uh. I drink it. Um, That being said, this beer is actually supplied by friend of the show and uh, previous guest, Damien Galarza. Oh, nice. You know, I was just thinking about Uh, Damien. I saw this movie with. Oh, nice. So that's really all fitting. I was just thinking about Damien because I need to get his grade for Mm. A Quiet Place. My grade was predictably low because I didn't will read any of the words. I think it would be really great if you just did, if yours was blank. N-A? Like, just to really, no, just like, <laughs> because there was no subtitle, like, just to really drive that point home. Well, currently all of yours, <laughs> currently all of yours are blank, so. <laughs> <laughs> I nice. have been working on a very tedious project in parallel with Anthony working on a very tedious project, which is pretty cool that we hope to share with you guys in a few weeks. <laughs> Yeah. Along with many other very cool things Soon. that we have planned in the coming weeks. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Tell your friends. Please tell your friends. <laughs> tell your friends. <laughs> uh, By the way, shout out to all our listeners in Australia, Canada, Ch- yeah. China, Guatemala, uh, mm-hmm. the UK. Mm-hmm. Where else? 
I was looking. Uh, I was looking at the country. I'm, I'm a little concerned with unknown. Australia, New Zealand. Did you notice that? I did. There's an unknown category. <laughs> I'm just mentioning like those were five of the top ten most listened to outside of the U.S. countries, and I was like, wow, that's pretty. What cool. What if we listened to from space? Oh, if it said somewhere unknown, it, or it could be Antarctica. Ooh. Antarctica. Penguins. Penguins are listening. <sighs> so good. We have the most cultured penguins in Antarctica because <laughs> of our show. <laughs> Could you imagine if we had international space station listeners and or penguins? That'd be amazing. I, 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 it's, doesn't that mean you made it? Uh, I mean, it's certainly, it's certainly I, think that's when we ha- I, I think that's when we hang it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of, I've been kind of excited for what we've got coming down the pike pretty soon, so I'm not ready to hang it up just yet. Um, yeah. That being said... One might say we're ready to get it started. Yes. 2.0? Yeah. Uh, it's more of a three. Spin, I feel like we've, we've rebooted a couple times. Spin Shun 2.0. Spin Shun 2.5? The Spin Shun 1.0? Well, yeah, eh? but we've always wink, been wink. the Spin Shun <laughs> to some degree or other. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But it's probably, it would be flicks in a 6, 3. It's a major release, is what it is. Several major releases, which this yeah. is now sounding dirty. Um. <laughs> Well, on this tangent, I have one more thing to say. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. saying un, like regions unknown, it reminded mm-hmm. me of. Do you remember that? I don't know why it stuck with me. It's, it's purely in the delivery. Um, when they were talking about um, the Eagleton Pawnee merger in Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. and if the merger doesn't go through, and she's talking to all the old veterans of different townships doing this, and there's that creepy old guy who goes, You know, if you don't get it right, you'll become unincorporated territory. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that, that show is so good. That's what I always think of. But anyway, let's continue on with this beer. It's seven point five percent alcohol by volume. There's a little blurb about them. Devil's Purse Brewing Company is located on Cape Cod in South Dennis. We specialize in a wide range of European-inspired ales. In addition to our core styles, we brew limited specialty beers available for sale at the brewery. Nice. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Damien supplied this one, uh, and our friend Will also friend of the show, uh, has this this devil's purse tattoo on his arm. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's not their logo. It's a thing. Oh. Um, I, did, I had to ask because I wasn't sure. I've never heard about of that it. before. Uh, I was going to uh, say, what a random brewery to get a tattoo of. Did he work there or something? <laughs> <laughs> was he born there? But, That'd be cool. In the devil's exactly. purse? <laughs> no, I meant inside the brewery. But... <laughs> Well, it's funny that we have a Damien and someone born in the devil's purse. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's give this one a taste, shall we? Okay. Actually, before we do that, uh, again, another thing for, you know, uh, people that can't see this. <laughs> but the I sent you a picture earlier of the head of the beer. Oh, my God. It's still there. Yeah. Well, that's weird. Uh, I have a different experience in which I poured this and I was just looking at it before and I was like, Wow. This is crystal clear and delightful. Yeah, and, and not anymore. I looked 90 seconds later, and there's all this crap floating in it. Yep. What happened there? I don't know, but the, these things are defying physics, because I'm moving the glass, and they're not moving. Yeah. Well, let's taste the science project, shall we? I think we're going to die. Cheers. <laughs> I needed to wait half a second more, because I would have gotten such a great mm. spit take from you. You have a delightful beer foam mustache. I, I feel it. <laughs> I'm going to leave it. I'm just going to leave that for you. Oh, thanks. Well, I mean, you get to look at me shirtless all the time, so why don't I get to, uh... Hey, this is better cold. Yeah, I mean, it's not great warm, like any beer. Um, I think I let this sit out the proper amount of time to drink. Like, it's been in my fridge, no, and my is... fridge is cold. 
Maybe the, I don't know. Uh, it didn't sit well the first. Were you time. just having a bad day? Uh, maybe I was. I don't know. But uh, this is this is good. I hate everything, especially this beer. <laughs> I guess I almost got it that time. <laughs> it might have. Maybe. Oh, so you know what I realized that that delivery hmm. would have been perfect for Tim Robinson, and I think you should leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This T- this is a solid beer. I, I don't think this. This is-, is interesting though because it's got like the. There's something going on with the... Okay. Are you being haunted by ghosts? Uh, uh, no, something's happening. All right, so here's the thing. It's No, it's you see, you're looking at the window now. This is the problem with it, you having yeah. the desk facing the no, window. No, no, it's 9.46 at night, and there's two cars... I think there was an accident out <laughs> literally in front of the house. I'm going to be honest. That road isn't the safest. It's not. Um, it, it, well, it is if you just, I don't know... Obey the speed limit and look. Well, obviously, I, I can't see what the source of that possible collision was, but like backing out of your driveway isn't the nicest experience. Oh no, it's not. It's not, especially when there's somebody parked on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, they're gone now. We're safe. Well, We're safe, dude. Things happen outside this window, uh, and like at alarming rates throughout the day. <laughs> so this is the problem with posting yourself up in front of a window, especially if, a, like, if you were looking at the back of your house, no sure. qualms. A little but different, looking, a little more peaceful. Your your window is about 40 feet from the street, and it's a mm. pretty main road. Like, cars go through there all the time. Yeah. You have to be so distracted anytime that you're not looking at your screen. Um, usually not. It's usually, it's a flashing light that'll get my attention like that. Yeah. Uh, but it, I, I'm usually fine. Uh, but when I say like, like there was an accident the other day and it was like loud. Yeah, it I was like, bang. And I was like, Christ. And, and, you know, it got me thinking like, what if it comes through the window? I mean, I think that's why that little bonsai tree is there. <laughs> that's not going to stop anything. Uh, but <laughs> I, I look out the window and now here's the thing. The speed limit on my block is 35. That's not that. It's not high. No. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a fairly wide street. There's not a lot of people parking on the side, so you don't really have to worry about that too much. I never feel comfortable parking on the street in front of your house, but. Because, well, and, that, and honestly, but it's, it's, cause it, there's no it's shoulder. wide enough for that, but people aren't generally parked there, which makes it even more comfortable to drive down. Yeah. I feel right. Well, it's so, weird because the lanes are extra wide, but the shoulder itself is super narrow. I wish they had mm. just maintained the lanes as a normal size and given me the bigger shoulder it doesn't mm. actually physically change anything other than just like no, kind of it's the just perception yeah yeah but so here's the thing though i'm on i'm uh, i'm a one house away from the corner there's a, a house next to me and then there's actually sorry, there's two houses next to me in the corner yes. i don't even know where i live and the corner and this bang this loud ridiculous bang was at that uh it's not even an intersection it's a t okay and there's a stop sign coming onto the main road, right? Mm. Which is fine. So it didn't really stop sign and play into this at all. What This is what blows my mind. Because while it's a street that cars go down regularly, it's not like it's a busy street. Mm. Like, if I have to, if I were to go across the street, I wouldn't be waiting. Like, I'm just going to go Like, it's fine. But there, there is, throughout the day, there's cars going back and forth, whatever. Uh, a car was coming one way, and another car was going the other way at apparently the exact same time. And then one of them... The, the one oncoming decided to turn left, I guess, into the person coming. It's like, that's the weird thing about it is the person that was that was just driving down the street didn't hit the person turning in. Oh. The person turning in 
hit the, the person driving down the street, which is what's that real. sounds like someone texting. Probably. Probably. But who knows? Anyway, what do you think of this? Uh, solid beer. Um, I like the flavor overall, but I will say I think the bitterness is a little bit out of proportion to the maltiness. I think it's a little overly bitter for how light like the actual body of this beer is. Mm. I think I'm having a reaction to the chunks. Is that why you were sneezing? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I feel it. I'll just I say I feel it up in the old huh, in the nasal gap. Oh god. Uh, don't worry, I'll talk through the sneeze. Um I th- I think yeah, for whatever reason because it's a very light pale body, uh not super malty, the bitterness kind of lingers on the palate in a way that mm. I'd prefer they restrained a little bit more. <laughs> the bitterness kind of lingers on the palate in a way that I would prefer it didn't. <laughs> if you wanted to say it slightly more succinctly, yes, I suppose that would be the way to do it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, still better than last time. It really must have just been a bad day. No, it's, it's not a bad beer. It's fine. A solid mm-hmm. beer. This is this is probably going to go as like a, I don't know, maybe 2.75, maybe a 3 on untapped. Hmm. On, our, okay. on, on the flicks and a 6 untapped. Fair enough. Fair enough. Shall we get into some news and nuggets? Let's do it. All right. A couple things. Okay. We've uh we haven't done news and nuggets last week because we were doing our uh flicks and a whisk. Um or our, our more uh refined cousins were. Yes. Uh but <laughs> God, what a disaster. Uh, the, <laughs> uh in the best possible way. One of the things that we didn't talk about, uh because most of my news and nuggets are actually from last week. Uh one of the things we didn't talk about is the the extended Disney Plus Marvel teaser that included clips from all of the new shows. I only kind of saw that. Oh, uh, here's what I got out of it. Disney Plus streaming service. The I I'm very I I gotta know a little bit more about the budget there because it really seems like they're 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 using a lot of money, and I think that's a good thing because they've made spectacles out of these things on the big screen. That if you were to translate it down and then not go all the way, you would lose. <laughs> you would really like. You would really be missing out. Yeah. Or like make you feel like you're like like that it's incomplete. But I feel like they're really like. It, it feels like they they look like the production value of their movies. Okay. Um. Some of it. Yeah. I um. I don't know. I haven't watched anything else other than The Mandalorian. Actually, the only other thing I watched was the Lady and the Tramp movie, which was fine. But, you know, it looked good. It looked, honestly, not that far off from what a Disney live-action movie of the Light of the, like, of the Lady and the Tramp should look like on the big screen. I mean, minus maybe a handful of uh, sets looking too much like sets, as opposed to, like, a town. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm curious. Well, that, that's another story, because that's like a... A made-for-the-streaming-service movie. Yeah. Which might be its own category. I feel like there, there's a lot of money already in these franchises like Star Wars, like Marvel, that maybe they're they're probably afraid to to not bring it up to that value. Hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm just curious if it's if it's going to translate when the shows actually come out. I'm, I, I, I don't know. Well, what it looks, of, I'm, the I'm animated excited. shows or live-action shows? No, the live-action ones. Okay. Because, yeah, I mean, the little bits of the that extended teaser trailer thing whatever i saw looked fine um mm-hmm. i'm sure it's got a but i mean you could tell the mandalorian had a budget although still maybe not as big of one as i might have liked although they had really inventive ways did you see that thing i sent you and brian that was ridiculous that blew my mind yeah um for anyone who doesn't know i saw 
this like behind the scenes it was actually I didn't see the whole article I think I, I just saw someone clipped something from from some article and they were showing a lot of like the open spaces that they were using that they were shooting in the Mandalorian didn't even exist open spaces they had these big like panoramic screens that they printed on they're like a circle it was well it was like a parabola basically yeah um like a shallow parabola that was the whole background so that they could pan across like groups of people and not like have to keep making cuts and that, stuff it, like that's that that's so insane right i was like that literally blew my mind it's, it's like the lowest tech solution too that right. makes it look we- so and i realized too because there's sometimes where there were open spaces where i was like huh i wonder where they're shooting that um yeah and but it nowhere. looked really good like, it looked really good. Sure, it didn't look like, you know, sometimes when you get that, when, like, it is an open space or something, like, that shouldn't really, and it's like, that's clearly CGI'd behind them. Like, not that it's fake, it's like they did, like, an image stitching of, mm-hmm. that's an ambient background that you shot B-roll on, and then you shot these people sitting on something, and then you superimposed it behind them. Yeah, I think it's probably has something to do with the actual depth of the background. Like, the fact that it's not a flat... Yes, the fact that it's curved, definitely, yeah. it serves dual purposes of both giving tangible depth to the background while also allowing a certain range in which to shoot across that allows people to array so they don't have to be all on top of each other because then again you would notice man this must be on some set somewhere because why is everyone standing one inch away from each other right yeah it's really cool i love that stuff yeah you know i for me it's it's kind of like a particular thing will catch my eye. I'm not always super into all the those things. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I find them to be a curiosity just because of like this thing we do. Not for the show specifically, just like our interest goes beyond just the very face value of everything that we see. Right. Um, but some things I find more interesting than others, or maybe it just needed to be told to me in an interesting way sometimes. Uh, for me, what I'm most curious about right now is having only watched those two things, the only other couple of things I've watched on Disney+, Plus are other things that have already existed uh, mm. that have been brought over there. I'm really excited to see Clone Wars when it starts, and it starts in a mm. week or two. Because um, that had a interesting animation style that I didn't love at the beginning, but it grew on me. And it's funny because each successive animated show, I liked less, actually, than I ended up liking that one. I liked Rebels oh, really? animation style slightly less than... Clone Wars, at least at the beginning, I think they grew into their style eventually. Oh, interesting. But yeah. I still preferred Clone Wars slightly. Uh, okay. I hated the animation in Resistance. Hated yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I just generally didn't like the show. I was honestly glad when it ended a few weeks ago. Hmm. Oh, it's like done, done? Oh, uh, it's completed. Yes. Okay. Two seasons, gotcha. that's it. Uh, thoroughly pointless, honestly. I'm Can actually you... really disappointed with the whole endeavor. It's, it's done, done, not completed. Okay. And just... <laughs> <laughs> completed completed when you said yeah it's, it's completed i was like that's the word i was trying to use yeah not done done <laughs> what is that <laughs> it's over <laughs> high ground uh the other the other piece related to this disney plus information mandalorian season two will be dropping on october 2020 dropping on a month is an odd way to phrase that but mm. yes it will be dropping. I did that on purpose. In October, you're right. No, no, it's on because I imagine that we're going to get multiple, like almost like a barrage of episodes. <laughs> maybe four, maybe two. I feel like it's not just going to be like the end of October. I feel like we're going to get a few. Well, I think they dropped. I wouldn't be surprised. On top of October. 
I wouldn't be. I mean, they're still going to stick to I think that weekly release schedule thing for oh. the most part. But I wouldn't be surprised if again, I hope so. They gave us a fun first week of two episodes, maybe. No, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd um, be cool. but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm excited for that. Obviously, uh. um, piggybacking off that, let's talk about another streaming fascination of ours from recent times, and that's The Witcher. You may remember Witcher Watch, mm. which is regretfully over, but. I have Witcher news from you for a couple weeks ago that should have been in last week's episode, but we didn't do news. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if you saw this. I'll toss about, a coin. What's up? I'll toss a coin. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you see this news about The Witcher, The Nightmare of the Wolf? Is this the animated thing they're going to do on Netflix? It is the animated thing they're going to do on Netflix. Uh, I heard about it in like teaser form. There was no name attached <laughs> to it. This was like a while ago. Okay, yeah, so... Several weeks ago, they announced it, and then about a week later, they updated it with some more information. So, it is subtitled Nightmare of the Wolf. Uh, It will be, I think, primarily about Vesemir, a character we heard about on the show. Uh, It was the person at... uh, I'm already forgetting the names of all the places in that show because they haven't stuck with me yet. But wherever it was that Geralt grew up, that fortress up north or whatever, um, the guy who took him in and was his mentor and father figure and turned him into a witcher... Uh, Vesemir will be the main character, I believe. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Now, I I tried to get into. Yeah, I'm just double checking this before I say it, um, and I'm correct. Uh, there's a. Uh, I played the. I tried playing Witcher three a, a handful of times, and it just never really clicked for mm-hmm. me. Uh, I really want to try again, just because I I really did enjoy the show, and I kind of just want to live in that world a little bit more and like kind of see. I think I might finally break my dry spell of not reading and try and find the novels slash short oh, stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the character that that Vesemir, he's heavily in the opening of The Witcher Three. Okay. Um, and like, so I and he they have a great relationship. Yeah. And it would be I would definitely be interested in watching that. Technically, we didn't see him in The Witcher, but in the finale, we did hear him very mm-hmm. briefly. Um, so I will say the description reads, long before mentoring Geralt, Vesemir bring, begins his own journey as a witcher after the mysterious Deglin claims him through the Law of Surprise. Classic. Classic <laughs> Law of Surprise. It'll get you. Yeah, every time. Um, so anyway, it ah, sounds fuck. like... <laughs> it sounds like uh, it will still be Lauren Hisrich, who um, was the showrunner for and the creator for the, the show. She's also going to be... In charge of this, although I don't know if she's actually directing it. She's, I know she's mm-hmm. producing it, right, co-writing it, whatever. Um, <clears> That's <throat> going to be actually, I guess, an, technically an anime movie. It's being done by Studio Mir, uh, the Korean animation studio behind The Legend of Korra and Voltron Legendary Defender. Okay. So, currently, it's unknown if it will release before or after the second season, which is coming out in 2021. Okay, interesting. Oh, we gotta wait a while for that. This is what I don't like about for this. For whatever reason, it's when you're breaking up the Mandalorian week over week, it just feels like I got more of it, and it's not so rushed. And I and like waiting a year doesn't feel like a long time. But when the the whole drop it all at once thing happens, I I I just burn through it because I guess I have no self control. That's what. And, <laughs> and then like and it and then I'm like, oh man, and I need my fix. And that's why I want to play the game again. <laughs> See, I think I think I probably engaged with it in the perfect way because I watched the eight episodes over the course of like ten days or something like that. So it was like 
Not a yeah, full-blown Yeah, that's more than the three binge. days that I watched them in. What's up? <laughs> that's more than the three days that I watched them in. Yeah, it's not like a full-blown binge, but it's still enough content over a very short enough time that I felt like I could really sink my teeth into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's better. It still, it still makes it short, though. Like, that's very short for a season of television. Well, I realized that I really only enjoy binging something if I'm going to be watching multiple seasons of it. When I binge mm. one season of something, I get serious withdrawals um, after it's done. Because I'm like, oh, well, yeah. I, I, want, I want more now. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. when I decide to sit down and watch, like, eight seasons of Dexter in two weeks, um, or... <laughs> <laughs> Or, By the time it's done, you're like, I'm I'm actually done. <laughs> no, like it, it's fine. Um, I was totally on board with it. It's just, <clears throat> you know, it felt like I burned through it at a, a really solid pace, and then I've I've sated my curiosity for it for the time. Or even something like Always Sunny. Um, I binged like the first ten seasons of it, and then have been watching it concurrently when they drop live since then, and I get it across a season on a weekly basis. Mm. You know what I mean? So I've enjoyed both aspects of that viewing experience over the years. Um, yeah. When I sit down and watch a whole season of, and it's even worse when it's half hour stuff. Like if I wait, when I sat down and watch oh, yeah. a whole season of BoJack in like two days, it's like, oh, I don't feel really fully satisfied by that. I want more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I don't I, always I, need to watch everything on a week by week basis. I like to have a little mixture of the two of them. I, uh, man. Everybody, you have said it over and over again. I feel like everybody that I know that I agree with on like on movies and TV, it, it, they're all pushing for BoJack. BoJack, BoJack was a great show. And I have to. It's making me think that I'll 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 go back to it and try again. I, mean, I must have missed something. Maybe it was just a bad time. It's possible. Know. And listen, it's not always the easiest show because. It gets really heavy. Like, there's no doubt about that. But I think for the most of the majority of its run, um, the fun and funny balances with the contemplative and even dark that they go. And it gets darker and darker as the show goes. It starts mm-hmm. really the first season. It's not too dark at all. There's moments of it for sure. Um, but it's mostly a comedy in the first season. And slowly you sink into the depths of it as. The character himself and all those around him who he pulls down with him sink too but they still balance it with its levity um it just the the comedy paces itself more like you might get a standalone episode that's like a rip-roaring good time and then the the story proper will continue on and what i like about it is the writing is so sharp it's got an incredible cast um there are so many great and i know you appreciate this in general because we have it in our own show, let alone all the other things that we love. There's so many great running jokes. I love a running joke. Um, whether they be verbalized, whether they be visual gags. Listen, there was like a whole season where one of the main characters is dating three kids in a trench coat. <laughs> who they think is an adult man. His name is Vincent Adultman. Um, Perfect. And Bojack keeps saying, "Does it, no one realize that this is clearly three children in a coat <laughs> and she and everyone else does not realize that vincent adultman is indeed three children inside of a trench coat with a hat um and that meme has that has become a meme online too you may have seen it like whenever like someone That's is funny. pretending to be something they're not you'll see often um people screenshot vincent adultman and my favorite running joke is something from like the third episode of the show 
Um, Bojack is in a in a attempt to woo one of the other main characters, Diane, um, steals the D from the Hollywood sign. And for the rest of the show, to the very final episode of the show, everything that references the word Hollywood is Hollywood. <laughs> and no one asks a question. No one even comments on the fact that it's a thing. Everyone seamlessly, subconsciously, everyone calls it Hollywood. The Hollywood reporter, you know, stars, the biggest stars in Hollywood. Everything is adjusted. You'll see like, there's a sign of something else that's Hollywood and like, like the, the D is like scratched out or covered up. Like everyone just embraces and it goes on until the very final episode. They emerged two running jokes together. One actually that I kind of forgot about until this final season. Every time Mr. Peanut Butter, who was voiced by Paul F. Tompkins, he is a dog. Um, he, every time he tries to order a sign for something, when he orders it from the sign store, he always says something along the lines of, oh, I want my sign to say blank. And then he'll be like, is it spelled this or that? And then every time the sign is ordered, it's the thing. And then it's subtitled with the is thing that he yep. follows behind it. <clears throat> and he tries to make a big, in the very final episode, tries to make a big gesture by replacing the D in the Hollywood sign. And so he's on a show for the last season or so called Birthday Dad. I won't explain it to you because it's impossible to explain. Perfect. And he ordered a D from this his favorite sign company. And he said, I want it to be a D as in Birthday Dad. And so when they unveil it, it's Hollywood with a B. <laughs> that- Oh man, that's that's great. And um, he, he calls up the place going, I was very clear that I wanted it to be D as in birthday dad. I don't understand. If you can't get the next order right, I'm gonna have to find another sign company. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's so stupid. It it uh, is so uh, stupid and so smart at the same time. I like it. Yep. Um and that's what the show was. There was entire shows. There's one whole show that takes place underwater and no one says a word until the final 30 seconds of it, which actually drove me a little crazy, but I kind of appreciated for what it was. I kind of had Vietnam type PTSD from A Quiet Place. Thankfully, that was only a 26 minute episode or whatever. Are there subtitles that I just don't see them? No, ah! this time it was very obvious <laughs> that that was the case, but didn't mean that I didn't think of that movie. <laughs> Amazing. There was an episode that was told entirely that none of it happened. It was entirely a fictionalization of someone, but not in like the way that where it's like a dream sequence. Like the person wasn't deluding themselves. They always knew it was a fantasy, but it didn't advance the story in any way, shape or form, but it totally advanced that person, that particular characters like characterization. Um, and there was a million little things that they did like that whole flashback episodes, ones that were entirely just a joke. One of the best episodes in the whole show is Bojack giving a eulogy and it's heartfelt, and there's funny, and there's bittersweet, and it's sad and depressing. And the final scene is him realizing that he's giving the eulogy in front of someone else's casket. He was giving it to the wrong viewing. So, I have a story for this. <laughs> there's always a story for something like that, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, Kim's uncle passed away a few years ago, like maybe, maybe, maybe like five years ago, something like that. Maybe maybe more. Whatever. Uh, we were at the we were at the wake, and you you've met Ashley. I have. 
Ashley comes in, and like it, it's you know you know how wakes are like there's like if they go on for a long period of time, but everybody's sad, and then like people are like you you, you kind of need a laugh, you need something funny, you need it just like anything. Yeah. A- Ashley comes in, she looks a little disoriented, comes to say hi to Kim, and then proceeds to tell us that she's been here for a while and she was at the wrong wake and just didn't know what was going on because she didn't recognize anyone and like signed the book like <laughs> and I was, like when you when you're telling me that story i was like that's just the embellished version of what actually happened. yeah much less embarrassing much smaller scale version of that <laughs> she was like i was sitting there like where is kim <laughs> and she never thought to text kim maybe and say- well it, it she's like it, it she sat there for a little bit and then was like, "There's probably another." Like they, like she was like ushered into that one. Ah, because she didn't know the last name because it was a different last name. It was just, yeah. it was just really, it was really perfect, and it was what everybody needed right then. <laughs> she was the hero <laughs> that we needed. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that show ended. I finished watching it uh, a couple days ago, and um, I was a little disappointed, but yeah. I think. That was probably always going to be the, the case. case. The way yeah. that it had to end. You're forced when you spend that much time with the show. And it's not... And with a character. He wasn't someone like a Walter White or something like that. Who's like objectively a bad criminal dude. Like He wasn't a great guy, but I never felt like... Like, with Walter White, it may take you a while to realize it, but you realize he's an absolute egomaniac psychopath who has, at some point, transferred over to the thing getting too big for him to Mm -hmm. he's actively enjoying it. Yeah. Whereas you never get the impression from Bojack that he's enjoying the bad things he does. Gotcha. Um, Despite the fact that he doesn't stop doing them. Mm -hmm. More of, like, an addictive... Yes. Like, yeah. Um, Interesting. So... From that perspective, you can never fully hate him because even if you aren't like him exactly, there's times when you're at your worst or when you're remembering yourself at your worst where you can see an aspect of yourself in him. Mm-hmm. Which is part of why I say this show was so well written because how can anyone relate to a cartoon anthropomorphic horse who was the right. star of a 90s sitcom <laughs> and is richer than you or I'll ever be? Right. Um, and yet you do. For better or worse, <laughs> it's absurd. I uh, and there... the th- was well. I was saying in closing to the show and to this storyline, um, the people, everyone kind of gets what they deserve, good or bad. Um, mm. And I, the thing is, I didn't expect sunshine and rainbows, but I expected it to be something closer to fifty-fifty when you look at the ensemble altogether. So I expected mm-hmm. other people to end. Like significantly, objectively happier, and so, and some of them did, um, but not to the extent that I quite expected. So it was just a bit of a letdown, um, but still, I I thought it was I thought the ending, the finale was true to the spirit of the show and where it had been going for several years now. Uh, my own personal preference would have been for some slightly nicer finishes for some of the people. How many seasons was it? Uh, I want to say six, and there. Are th- they're like are they 30 minute episodes or are they like 20 something um they started off pretty much as 20 something i think maybe as it got on occasionally they would dabble with being just over 30 but i'm going to give it uh, i'm going to give it another go and part of the reason aside from i uh, guess like everything aligning you were just talking about it when you were here a couple of days ago 
uh, just got drinks with the with Jesse, who we'll be working with for Bad Movie Night when we finally do it. Nice. And he was talking it up, and then I just like finished the uh, Will Arnett armchair expert episode, mm. and I was just like I'm, I, I like I feel like I I need to give this an actual shot. The universe is telling me something. <laughs> yeah, it's like like it's like don't miss out. Like yeah. it's, it seems like it's it, it, it like from everybody's accounts, it seems like something that I would love, but I just well, that's why I was surprised yeah. when you said you given it a shot, and I don't remember how much you said you'd watch, but it was only like, like three episodes, four episodes. Oh, okay, um, yeah, I would say give it the first season or two because it's mm-hmm. not really much of an investment of your time. How many episodes a season? Ten or thirteen. Okay, that's not terrible. Yeah, like I mean, that's like five not talking like twenty-four. Like could... No, no, no. Like, no. yeah. Uh, okay. The 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 final season was I think sixteen because it was split into two sections of eight. I think. Oh okay. Um, All right. But yeah, I I mean it's the thing is even if you don't completely love it, it's so good, mm. and they do so many things and push so many boundaries in what television can be that it's worth the like your time if you appreciate that sort of quality. You know what I mean? And th- there's always going to be enough that like you should never like, be like, oh, I hate this, or like I'm wasting my time, even if you right. don't in the end end up loving it. Okay. That's good. But I mean, it's, you know, to each their own. If, you, after, if after a season or two you have no yeah. interest, I, I would be surprised if that was the case, but then, you know, you're not going to waste your time with four more seasons i just well, i would be surprised if you felt that you wasted your time when it was all said and done fair enough uh moving on from bojack uh you probably have this on your notes too because that's actually something that you sent me which got me very excited and that is that uh mad max come back oh yeah uh it's been greenlit shooting is going to start to take place in australia in the autumn if i remember the story correctly i believe so <laughs> uh i'm very excited about this yeah. The last one was so good. It was so good. The funny thing was, I had zero interest in that movie. Mm-hmm. And then I saw people like raving about it. People talking about it being like a best picture candidate. And I was like, well, I certainly didn't see that coming. Yep. And then I watched it and I was like, I don't really know how to feel about this movie. What a ridiculous thing. What a ride. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was fun considering, I mean, for the most part, I'm there for a story right Mm -hmm. like i enjoy really great action set pieces and all that uh but for the most part i'm here for character and stories yep um and that's true of tv of movies of video games everything that's why i gravitate so much to something like bioware games mass effect and dragon age to even something like jedi fallen order whatever did it in a different way um but the that was almost entirely lacking in story, which means it had to rely 100% on its characters and its action set pieces, and those bring it. So I ended up, I don't think I liked it quite as much as you did, yeah. uh, but I did like it a, an awful lot. I'm, you I'm didn't have curious. the, uh, you didn't have the nostalgia though, right? Because you, had you seen the, the older movies? No, I've seen the teeniest bits. Is, oh, okay, bits I, I was, there was like a chunk of. Uh, my like I guess like young teenage life where like I got really into them and watched them all like multiple times and like I, g- going back to that was really fun. Well, that's what surprised me was when you told me how excited you were for this movie. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. And you were like, yeah, I loved those movies. I was like, how did I not know this? <laughs> like, like not yeah. that I can know everything about you and your movie habits, but if it's something that left such an indelible mark in you, mm-hmm. um. 
I feel like I would at least be aware of that functionally. You know what I mean? It's it's a movie I bonded with another cousin over. It's oh, a Big Jack got me into the Mad Max movies. Oh, nice. So, but uh, that's uh, man, I'm I'm excited. I I just it was it's so funny because like I don't think about that movie at all, but then when it pops up, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, like more of that. How do you not think of it at all when there's a picture of it on your wall? Well. I'm facing away from it now. <laughs> That's actually a really great picture, that one. It's yeah. A, it's a metal print, and it's it's uh, Max walking away from his vehicle with his uh, with his sawed-off shotgun. Yeah. He's holding it in a very weird a weird way, but it's okay. I feel like I would they, get a bicep cramp from holding it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I like, I've got this ridiculous setup on one of my walls. It's these three metal prints, all in diff- various colors. And one is Memphis from Gone in 60 Seconds, one is Marty from Back to the Future, and one is Max. <laughs> and it's, it's just real. it's like them and they're like kind of silhouetted like faces and their cars in the background, and it's so good. I love it. Oh yeah, the funny thing was, I had seen those, like I'd seen like ads for that on like Facebook like years ago. Mm. Like there's a big extended series of those prints. And I always assume all of those things are just rip off, like fake type things, which... Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I saw them on your walls. Like, oh my god, they're real. <laughs> I mean, they still might be ripoffs to some degree. Like, no. I'm, I'm, they definitely don't have the licenses to print these. Meaning, <laughs> that if you gave them your credit card, oh, you would be the victim of fraud and not receive anything. Let's talk about that. I ordered these custom-made cables <laughs> for my keyboard, and I knew as I was hitting the button, I was like, the only reason I'm doing this is because I'm able to do it through do it through PayPal. There's an 80% chance these don't arrive. <laughs> and I was like, but they're so cool. <laughs> so I ordered them. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll check back in on this week after week uh, until I give up <laughs> on whether or not they're arriving. Or they arrive. I mean, like, let's be, like it's very possible. They might come. Mm. I mean, it had, the guy had, like, it's, a, it's like a one-dude operation. He hand-makes the cables. I, I looked it up. He's got, there's reviews of people raving about his work. There's a then I I went down this route. There's this whole like culture of these people making just like hand making USB cables and I feel like them. I would rather trust an actual manufacturing company for that. Um that, that's fun. I just I couldn't get I couldn't get from an actual manufacturing company the type of cable in the style that I wanted. Hmm. And I almost I almost decided to buy the materials to make it myself because there's a lot of guides out there to make your own cables. And I was like I know I'm a, I'm a geek. I know I'm a nerd. I was like, but I don't know. I think I've got too many of those things going on right now that I don't know that I could take on another one. Ah, you know, I feel like I could. I feel like I would enjoy it, but I've got. I'm I'm working on too many. Yeah, projects right now, in that space. <laughs> right, right now we have too many projects. For that. It's also like it is fifty percent of my time on account of that's what I do. <laughs> so all I'll say is, well, we have. Two major projects we're working on, intertwined as they are. Uh, one of which I was expecting for us to have going already, and the other one I didn't expect for us to have for six to twelve months. And somehow that one has leapfrogged and taken the lead, <laughs> due entirely to your blood, sweat, and tears. Digitally speaking, appreciate it. Yeah. My uh, <laughs> my my raw nubs. <laughs> Just clack clacking away. <laughs> I, I always get that picture of Jim Carrey and Bruce Almighty tapping yep. away at the prayer. <laughs> Drinking the coffee. Yeah. Good. Good. 
Well, on that note, uh, let me ruin something for you. Oh, no. James Bobin, Bobin, in talks to direct Clue Reboot with Ryan Basinger? Reynolds. Basinger? <laughs> Clue Reboot. With Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Remember a few months ago when we threw a temper tantrum on here about them trying to reboot Princess Bride? Yep. I feel I, much the same way about this. I... It's not the right call. Um... Yeah, that, that movie should stay as it is, because I, I do think it's like a, it's a very weird masterpiece. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, it's one of those things where, like, I get why they did a remake, reboot, however you want to say it, of something like Murder on the Orient Express, which was... Sure. Books written, like, 100 years ago. Um, movie that was made, what, 40 or so years ago? 50 years ago, even? Something uh. like that? Um, and... You know, it was based on that property or whatever, and there was something. There's something real you can do with today's day and age and all that. Um, but it's all based on IP and this and that, and so you have something like The Princess Bride, which actually is based on a book or short story or whatever. I forget, mm-hmm. but I it is a singular thing. Yeah, that doesn't need to be redone. And Clue is very confusingly based on a board game. Mm-hmm. Again, singular thing, and there's been. Emulations of those two things, especially Clue, over and over again. Something like Game Night, for instance. I God, that movie was tremendous. View is kind of a spiritual successor to that. That's... F- yeah, that's fair. Um, but what I would say is, I'm good with those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. There doesn't need to be a reboot of Clue. Like, you know the way you reboot Clue? Is when you do something like Knives Out. Which is yeah. clearly a send-up to a certain degree of... A murder on the Orient Express type thing. A clue type thing, in fact. Somehow sure. it's... A... They even say that his house looks like a clue board. Yeah. Somehow yeah. it is a synergy between those two... Synergy. ...movies. Yeah. Um, there is no need in any way, shape, or form to reboot There, there is there, No, there's no, the need to, there's no need to reboot this. Here's the, here's the two things that I will say. One, if it's coming from a place of a love for the original material and it's not a, a cash grab, like if it's like people that really like it and have an idea that they think is really funny or could work, I'm okay with you exploring that. We'll see if that's the case. Which is, you know, what we know of Ryan Reynolds for the past decade, I'd be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt that that is the place that it's coming right. from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would just assume he's playing the butler. Probably. Right. Yeah, which would be a different take on the character. Mm-hmm. There's just such a low upside to that sort of... Like, the chances of failing that feel so high in regards mm-hmm. to what upside you have. Like, it's not old enough. Like, if they tried doing this 30 years from now, then fine. Because yeah. by then, enough people have forgotten. In the same way that people forgot about... You know, Hercule Poirot and Murder on the Orient Express and whatever. Yeah, like, there's there's the thing of, like, uh, you want to remake something or reimagine it because you can do something different today that you couldn't do then. There's yes. that. There, there's, uh, or you want to, you know, pay homage to something that is that is actually old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, so I totally, I do agree with you. Like, yeah, maybe in 30 years, if you wanted to do that, like, maybe that would that would actually be kind of cool to revisit it at that point. We're It'd still be like, oh my god, they're really, they're really going to do that? Like, that would be... <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. We're still too close to the source. There's no need. And this is where they really screwed up. Is that they should instead... They could do it... Like, you want to make a spiritual successor. Instead of making... Mm Mm-hmm. Right? And you do 13 Dead End Drive. 
<laughs> because I feel like there's a lot of wackiness in that game that would that Ryan Reynolds would nail, and I feel like that's a missed opportunity. Well, what I'll say here is, um, so Ryan Reynolds is in talks to direct this movie. Originally in September, and I don't remember seeing this story, the rap reported that Jason Bateman was in talks to direct and potentially co-star, but the deal never closed because of conflicts with Ozark. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Reynolds attached to star and produce. Uh, Deadpool writers Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick are writing the script. Which is a comedy and murder mystery inspired by the popular board game from Hasbro. Um, and that's all of the news that we have on this topic for now. Interesting. Uh, I mean, if this actually comes to light, I'm obviously going to see it. Yeah, but I'm not going to feel good about it. Like, I'm still going to, yeah. as I'm sitting down, I'm going to feel... I'm going to root for it. If, it, if it's going to come out, I'm going to root for it. Sure, but I'm gonna, there's going to be an element of me that's kind of raging against it as I'm sitting down to watch it. And then once it starts... It's going to prevent you from enjoying it more than you might be able to. Well, it's just going to prevent me from anticipating it the way I might something sure. that I'd be excited for. But once I'm watching it, if it's any good, I'm sure I'll enjoy it, and I'll I'll be rooting to enjoy. Like I said, we we said recently, I don't root for most of these things to fail, um, yeah. especially if I've paid money for it. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I feel like if I was if I were watching a new version of that movie, I'd be like anticipating certain scenes that I love so much, and then they're not going to come, and then I'm going to be like, uh, oh. I want to watch the other one. This is, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, I, see, all you, all you've done, all I want to do right now is watch Clue. I love that movie. I it's you, so good. I had to stop her from screaming. <laughs> I was surprised you were more offended by the Princess Bride reboot news than this. Yeah, I just feel like there's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but I was definitely more, there, there. It feels like the Princess Bride. There's nothing you can do. Uh, Clue. Uh, I I don't think that you should mess with it, uh, but I I like when you it was really the fact that you said Ryan Reynolds that got me. Yeah, because you know I I love him. <laughs> yeah, that that's probably an aspect of it. The other thing is I can at least see an avenue by which they could do it with if you were gonna say modernize the source material, right? Because like that was a movie that hap- that was made in the eighties that was supposed to take place in like the fifties, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this is something being made in the 2020s that could take place in the 80s or could take place present day. So you can have it basically be the same movie with a modern twist on it. And then at least you're trying mm-hmm. to advance it in some way. Yeah. If you're just doing it to take place in the 50s again, I especially don't understand. Right, 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 right. No, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even think about that. That it might, it might take place later. Like you're not modernizing the Princess Bride. No. If they're gonna redo it. It's gonna be the same thing again. And it, it's basically, like, probably, and if it's not shot for shot, they did it wrong. And like, why did you even try? That's yeah, that was well, my biggest. Yeah, yeah. You corner yourself into such a. If it's not shot for shot, why even bother? But also, if it's shot for shot, why, why even bother? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like that's like that's Ryan Reynolds' line in waiting. This was it? <laughs> He's like, you never have to call the girl again. Either she sleeps with you, and there's really no reason to ever call her again. Uh, yes. Or she doesn't sleep with you, and there's really no reason to ever call her again. <laughs> He's terrible in that movie. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. No, I forgot about that line, but yes, you're right. That is, uh, that's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need to watch Waiting again. It's funny. I was just talking about this the other day with my sister. She had never seen it. I don't remember Oh, why. wow. 
I don't remember why it came up in conversation, but she like for about not even seeing it, she like wasn't even like familiar with its existence. Ooh. So, yeah, I would love to watch that movie with someone for the first time. Now, <laughs> it's funny because I had friends like when I was in high school when it came out who were obsessed with it. I didn't even like know it existed, mm-hmm. and I didn't see it until several years later. And I still really enjoyed it, but like it was for me, it was like. I was that person seeing it for the first time when everyone else had already seen it, mm-hmm. but I didn't have the benefit of then being able to like go, like talk like I just watched it on my own and then that yeah. was kind of it. Like I just got the references now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's that makes sense. God, that movie is so ridiculous. Yeah, just, ugh, uh, I constantly uh, I write the I write the book. Here's how it went down. You came in. Ah, you're fired. <laughs> that, that, that for some reason is always I, I I play that over in my head, and I can't stand him in that movie. But I know he's <laughs> such a douchebag. <laughs> oh man, so dumb. What other news and nuggets you got? Okay. Um, in slightly more confusing news, Sam Raimi and talks to direct Marvel's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. <laughs> Um, I just feel Sam, like there's going to be something wrong with that. Maybe. I don't know. So this was on The Wrap. This is from a few days ago. Sam Raimi's in, uh, Spider-Man director. This is the original Spider-Man director. Sam Raimi is returning to the superhero genre and is in talks to direct Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness from Marvel Studios, according to an individual with knowledge of the project. Scott Derrickson stopped down, stepped down from directing the sequel last month due to creative differences and Warren as an executive producer of the project. Marvel Studios and Scott Derrickson have amicably parted ways on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Due to creative differences, Derrickson will stay on as an, directive, as an executive producer, and we remain grateful to Scott for his contributions to the MCU, which was a statement from Marvel. Uh, the film is scheduled to go into production in May. Details of the film are still under wraps, but during the Marvel presentation at San Diego Comic-Con 2019, Marvel Studios boss Kevin Feige said the Doctor Strange sequel will be the first scary MCU film. Okay, so then, interesting. That makes that makes more sense. Yes, uh, considering uh, his work on Evil Dead, which and, is his, his creation of it. Yeah, um, but it's just also he's he he kind of puts that style. I feel like in anything, and it's uh, I don't know. I wonder if it's gonna is it gonna feel he's done a Marvel movie before before I know it was before it was Marvel proper, but yes. is it gonna? I, I I would worry that it would feel too much like that. And not feel enough like an MCU movie, and like where it might make sense, like up front. I worry that they'd have issues like they did with Solo, or like because there's gonna be there's going to be creative differences. Well, so obviously he's a veteran of the medium, um, mm-hmm. being kind of the one who kicked off. I mean, I know technically X Men was like a year before um, the first Spider Man, but like he, the two those two franchises separate they though they may have been. Uh, working with Sony, or actually no, both. Sorry, Sony with Fox. Um, they both kind of ushered in this era. Like we wouldn't have the MCU without those movies and their diverging paths after that. Sure. Um, but what would probably suppress any of those creative differences you're talking about is the fact that he has worked with Marvel movie making. He specifically has worked with Kevin Feige before. Um, mm-hmm. Kevin Feige produced all of these Marvel movies before Marvel Studios as the Disney entity existed. Sure. Um, 
he produced those Spider-Man movies. He produced those X-Men movies. He produced Daredevil. Uh, <laughs> now, he wasn't the Kevin Feige ruler of all things Marvel at that time. But the point is, people like him and Amy Pascal have been involved with these Marvel movies for literally 20 years now. Mm-hmm. So there's already going to be a familiarity between Raimi and Feige. This isn't someone new that they're bringing in. They they would only be bringing him in because of the comfortability working together. Sure. I It's just... I'm I am I am curious only because like there's a lot more to it than he's making these Spider-Man movies. There's a lot of other universe stuff happening, and maybe the multiverse of madness will make it easier to deal with this. Yeah, I mean, it would be super weird to bring him in to do a new Spider-Man. Um, it would be <laughs> weird to bring him in to do, I don't know, Captain America, but to do Doctor Strange if the one you want to do is a trippy horror driven movie why not give that a shot mm-hmm. yeah all right i they it's fine. I, my first my gut reaction is hmm uh but will i they don't they've they've haven't failed me yet so yeah um or at least not for a long time so well. um i was intrigued by this i wanted to hear your thoughts on it yeah. so i i think your your reaction is much the same as mine of huh I wouldn't have thought that that would be a reconciliation that we would see, that he would come back into the Marvel fold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I do wonder if there's... Some, I wonder if there's going to be something there. Like, are we going to... With this multiverse thing, are there going to be references to the other Spider-Mans? I'm sure there'll be a joke, at least. Yeah. Not yeah. maybe along the lines of, like, a Ryan Reynolds joking about... Green Lantern and Deadpool, um, <laughs> but I'm sure there'll be a joke. God, that that movie is so ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, cool. That's uh, when is that? It's uh, 2021, right? Yeah, I believe the date. I already closed the link, but I'm pretty sure it's at the date was May 7th, 2021, or something like that. That makes like sense. That. that that'll be my birthday movie that year. Oh yeah, that's uh, pretty damn close. That's <laughs> as close as one can be. Uh, I guess so. Especially if you see it at midnight. Uh, <laughs> uh, cool. Any other news and nuggets? I feel like you have you had a couple more things. Oh, I have one more new slash nugget. I okay. guess it applies as both. Um, Even that one piece. DC Universe launches role-playing unscripted game show from Freddie Prinze Jr. and Sam Witwer. That is, well, I wouldn't call him friend of the show, but troll of one of the co-hosts of the show, Freddie Prinze Jr. <laughs> Um, so first thing sight unseen what I think is kind of cool is Freddie Prince and Sam Witwer have become friends over the years due to both of their work on the animated Star Wars shows Mm -hmm. which I think is kind of a cool thing both of them are huge nerds too in and of itself obviously Uh, if you've been with us for quite some time you heard the story that I was referring to in which Freddie Prince Jr. trolled me on Twitter because I was asking him about a podcast he was going to do on one of the Star Wars movies and it took me um, bowing to my enjoyment of him in some of the Bioware franchises for him to <laughs> stop trolling me and <laughs> show mutual appreciation for my fandom, uh, just as he is a huge fan of all things like Star Wars and video games. So, some snippets from this was on IGN. Thanks to the ever-increasing mainstream popularity of Dungeons & Dragons, tabletop role-playing games are cooler than ever, and so are TV shows about them. 
Following in the footsteps of series like Critical Role and Harmon Quest, IGN can exclusively reveal that DC Universe has greenlit a new unscripted anthology gaming miniseries, DC Universe All-Star Games, which will feature famous DC fans playing a variety of different games and inevitably making you wish you could ditch your friends and join their party instead. Executive produced by Freddie Prinze Jr., most recently heard reprising his Star Wars Rebels role of Kanan Jarrus in The Rise of Skywalker, and Sam Witwer, soon to be heard reprising his role as Darth Maul in the final season of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Directed by John Lee Brody, season one will also feature Claire Grant, Vanessa Marshall, and WWE's Xavier Woods as they embark on a retro adventure blending two distinct genres. Prinz, Witwer, Marshall, Grant, and Brody also work together on the Star Wars-inspired tabletop gaming series Geg Wars. It's G-E-G-G. I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, sorry. Uh, utilizing the classic 80s role-playing game DC Heroes, the story fo- featured in Season 1 of All-Star Games is described as a nostalgic role-playing adventure, The Breakfast League, set in the same 80s era as when the game was first published, the five participants role-play as a group of high schoolers stuck in Saturday detention. As they improv their way <laughs> through a variety of situations familiar to fans of beloved movies from that time period, they soon discover their destinies in the world's greatest superheroes. A mashup of classic 80s teen comedies and DC heroes, that's our kind of crossover. As I say, I feel like I'm going to get into this. Yeah, so I don't know if you have DC Universe. The episode one of the five-part season will air on February 28th with new episodes debuting exclusively on the digital platform every Friday. Hmm. The final how note how here, much is that platform? I have no idea. Hmm. Uh, the final note here, I think, is uh, DC Heroes was the f- first RPG I ever played as a kid. It was also my introduction to the DC Universe, its heroes, and most importantly, its rich pool of villains, said Prince in a statement. I had a blast making the series, and I hope all of you love it as much as I do. I think Vanessa Marshall also... That name sounds familiar to me. I think she voiced Harrison Dula on Rebels. Mm. Oh. If I remember correctly. I didn't look that up, but I know when I read this, that clicked in my mind. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's got to be the connection there, that she worked with Freddy on uh, yeah. whatever five scenes of Rebels. That could be interesting. That could, it, could be, it could be fun. I would, I would check Well, for one thing, I mean, I don't know 100% about the other ones, but considering Freddy's... Um, passion for that i'm sure it would be an interesting situation for anyone who has an interest in that sort of thing mm-hmm. um it's not just some guy doing it he is gonna obviously put his right love, love and affection for the medium into it yeah for sure i'll i I'm, i'll report back on this one because that seems like something <laughs> i feel like that's a, that's something i might i might quickly get addicted to so say if it's the type of thing that you can add on plex i might check out the first episode mm-hmm. and see if i'm interested in mm-hmm. cool uh, any, I have one other nugget in here, but I'm pretty sure we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It says, "It says Fast and Furious Nine incredibly too much." That's all the note <laughs> says, and that, and that's all it needs to say. <laughs> um, I think that yeah. was in, that was in relation to the trailer. Yeah, I, I would bet. But. Um, obviously, we uh, did discuss that at least in brief, and if not on the show, for sure, you and I did because. Oh yeah. What we, the did hell? we definitely got <laughs> on the show a little bit. It's just too much. It's, it's just the whole. It's the whole. It's every cool thing already happened. I believe I, de- I described it as cocaine mixed with coffee. Mi- oh, sorry, cocaine mixed with adrenaline mixed with Cuban coffee injected directly into my retina. Right, hundred percent. Accurate, accurate <laughs> description. All right. Any other news and nuggets? It depends. How are you feeling? Uh, I think, I think it's time for fun and games. 
Okay, because we have some trailer stuff that we can do next week then. Okay. Uh, also, it looks like we're running out of time, so I'm going to have to push my final thoughts on Mr. Robot <laughs> until next week. Uh, also, you'll have to send me whatever these trailers are that we're going to talk about so that I can watch them beforehand. So the funny thing is, one of them I actually intentionally was going to send to you while we were watching. We oh, were it's one of those? Yes. Oh, boy. Okay. That's Wait, can we just do that one? All right, let's do it. Because I'm hoping you haven't heard go. about it. I saw it yesterday, and... I'm hoping that in your busyness that you haven't seen it yet. So Well, if it came out yesterday, I haven't seen it. Okay, perfect. Because I'm going to send this to you as I stall as much as I can <laughs> while I'm copying the link and then Buffy. going over to Skype <laughs> and then sending it. I want Sorry, you to I, tell I hate me when we exactly have exactly what you're doing. I hate when we have dead it. air on the show, so. This is so stupid. The link came through. It popped up on the screen very big in the middle of the screen. And I click it and nothing happened. And now I got to find the conversation. This is, that's dumb. Like, <laughs> you're a link. All right. So I, I got to do this whole thing now where I got to pu- pump the audio through so that you can hear it too. So please bear with me. I can keep talking and narrating. That's annoying. fine. I think we're good. I think we're already there. So we can. <laughs> I'm just going to turn the volume up so that you can hear it, too. Here we go. Uh, What is this? What is this title? (laughs) What is happening? These hashtags. Okay, I'm ready. In 500 years, no one has ever escaped. You're not going anywhere. It's the tower. (laughs) So stupid. What is happening? <laughs> the look of pure joy on Anthony's face right now. I owe you my life. Oh my god, okay. Oh, okay, so we've got a little bit of an identity crisis. My journey okay. the Silk Road. Duh. The Great Wall of China. Naturally. Something is very wrong. In case you haven't figured this out yet, something is absolutely wrong. This got made. It's a Chinese movie. This is intense. Oh, man. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Oh, my. No, don't touch Oh, my. This is the helmet of Fingers Cow. Helmet? This is an incense pot. Oh my, oh my god. <laughs> what is happening? The Iron Mask. Yeah, so oh. for those of oh, you... Oh, okay, good. So the movie will be released in 3D. Got it. 100%. For those of you who don't know, just by listening to this, this is a movie called The Iron Mask. It is a Chinese production... I believe. I'm 99.9% sure. Oh. Um, it features Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan, which is why I knew Anthony needed to see this, and he knew oh, he needed to see it in this God. Movie. I'm not 100% sure when it's coming out in the U.S., or even if it's coming out in the U.S., because I believe that's a trailer for its release in the U.K. There um, is a 13-year-old me that just had a heart attack. <laughs> I know, which is why I needed to send this to you in this way. It's why I didn't oh, tip you off Oh, my lord. I just wanted to see, I should have 
grabbed just like a screenshot of that. We could have put that. We could have had a triumvirate of feature images. I need a cigarette, and I don't even smoke. <laughs> I've never smoked. <laughs> I know how much you love Arnold. I know you enjoy Jackie. The two of them. I mean, how great and fourth wall breaking is that? I've been waiting for this a long time. Um, the fact that they're both like seventy years old when this is coming out is ridiculous. This is like Pacquiao Mayweather when they're both way past their prime. Uh-huh. Um, and yet, I'm going to enjoy this more than I did they're, that. They're both... Well, actually, I'm not going to say they're both. Arnold is moving around like he's in The Irishman. And <laughs> Jackie Chan has still got it. <laughs> well, we saw The Foreigner a couple years ago. He still looked pretty good. Yeah, but uh, you, you remember how I was a little bit frustrated with... I thought it was going to be a Jackie Chan movie, and it wasn't. This is going to be a Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> sure. Uh, but I actually ultimately liked that it, quote-unquote, wasn't a Jackie Chan No, it was fine. It was fine. I just... the My expectations were incorrectly set for the movie. That was the Sure. Um, but, yeah. Wow. I mean, it's definitely going to be easier when you've been in amazing shape and haven't taken steroids your whole life to still be moving well. Um, as opposed to when you're a hulk of a man who took a lot of steroids. Um, you're going to just move better in those circumstances. But yeah, that trailer is fucking ridiculous. It clearly does look like a Chinese movie because they go for balls to the wall over the top action shit. It's, um, yeah, there was uh, there was at one point I wasn't sure if like, is this a remake of The Man in the Iron Mask? Is this, <laughs> is this Around the World in 80 Days with Jackie Chan? Is this, what's going on here? <laughs> actually, wasn't Arnold in that too? Is this Shanghai Universe? <laughs> Remember, what's Shanghai... the next one? It was night. It was Dusk. noon nights, and now it'll be this one. <laughs> Shanghai, break of dawn. <laughs> Although I guess if we want to go with the Asian element, I guess it could be Shanghai, rising sun. I think it should just be like Shanghai Commando, since Arnold's going to be in it. <laughs> we should do what? Commando one day. <laughs> I haven't seen all that movie in a long time. That's uh, movie. Well, didn't wasn't wasn't Arnold also in Around the World in eighty days? I don't know. I didn't see it. Neither did I, but I feel like I remember seeing a trailer. I think he has like a cameo in it. Oh, that might be right. Like, I'm going to look, I'm look of, it up. Like, the main characters, but I think he's like in one sequence of the movie. I'm going to look it up. I got you. Nope. Nope. It's not the one from 1956. I'm pretty sure he wasn't in that one. No, uh, it's like 2004. Around the world. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Two, wow. 2004. Good. Good poll. Uh, like ninety percent of movies I can get with plus or minus a year. Yeah, I'm I'm usually there too. Uh, I'm not seeing it. Yep, there he is, <laughs> Prince Happy. Phenomenal. I no. know that he was some sort of royalty in some amazing like corner of the world. I think he was playing some indigenous tribe leader or something like that, which is weird. Uh, <laughs> Two thousand four was a hell of a time. They're all ha- they they look like they're having a good time making that movie. Well, the one thing I'm a little worried about, I saw someone say, and I was like, you know what? I was kind of getting those vibes, but I couldn't quite put into words. Someone said, this is going to be the type of movie where that trailer is going to get you in the door, and the, all of their scenes are going to be in the trailer, and the rest of the movie is just going to be about Jason Fleming. Uh, that's probably true. Right? Yeah, I can see that happening. That's something that, even if it comes to the theaters in the, the US, old bait and we, switch. We can't, we can't do it. We have to wait until it's on a streaming thing, because like, I... Oh. If, that's, if that's the case, if the two of them are in the movie for ten minutes, I'm going to be so mad if I go to the theater for it. That's fair. That's fair. If, the, if it even comes out. I, I, I realized that that movie looked like it was... They, it actually looked like there was a significant amount of money involved. And it looks like it's done. But 
<laughs> is it going to come out? Is it real? Is well, it- the thing is, that trailer, like I said, is for a theatrical release in the UK. Yeah. Um, and also, I think, digital streaming. So I think probably we could get it on Plex sometime in the next few months. Interesting. Interesting. Would, would be my guess. All right. We're gonna, we'll get to the bottom of this. Let's have some fun and games. Let's have some fun and games. Here we go. Uh, I was trying to find a Bad Boys-related quiz, and I had a hard time. Uh, That's so not surprising. I went a different route, and we're going to do, which Michael Bay movie are you? <laughs> I, I can tell you already. I am Michael Bay Explosions. <laughs> Perfect. God, I hope that's the answer when we're done. It's 10 <laughs> questions. Buckle up. What's your biggest goal in life? Getting rich, stopping bad guys, protecting my loved ones, changing the world. Let's go with protecting my loved ones. It's reasonable. All right. Pick a ride. Porsche 911, Spaceship, Hummer H1, Giant Robot, Lamborghini Diablo. 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 Okay. I was like, why is it not loading? It's because the next button was tucked away far below the quiz. Is your day off? It is your day off. Where can we find you? At the pool or beach? At the gym, bro. Reading a good book? That's a woman breastfeeding. That's what the picture is for that. Playing video games, I, when you go on a quiz site, you gotta know you've probably already gotten a virus. <laughs> uh, playing video games, day off, I wish. Um, you really had me torn between those first two, but obviously I'm gonna go with beach. Beach, yeah, I knew it was the beach. Alright. The gym wasn't a bad one either, but it's the beach. Which celeb would you rather hang with? Bruce Willis, The Rock, Nicolas Cage, Megan Fox, or Will Smith? Wow. Yeah, there are, there are, those are all choices, my friends. <laughs> they sure are. Um, let's go with The Rock. The Rock. All right. How do you feel about movie sequels? The more the, <laughs> the more the merrier. A truly good movie stands on its own. They're okay. Just don't get too carried away. Wait, sorry. Give me those again. The uh, more the merrier. With, with, with better pauses between the two of them because it felt like I wasn't sure which were the end of the options. The more the merrier. A truly good movie stands on its own. They're okay, just don't get too carried away. That one. Yeah, I knew that. I could have just skipped over that question. I know some of your answers to these already. Which type of music would be the soundtrack to your life? Classic rock, alternative, rap, instrumental, like Hans Zimmer score. (laughs) A little of this, a little of that. My tastes are eclectic. Let's go with alternative. Okay. I'm you would go, go with Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. I would 100%. It is the soundtrack of my life. It's usually on. Look at this delightful pour of an Al's Ale. Nice. What L is that? I believe it's the Red Ale. Nice. So I had a, sorry, I, I, don't, I hate to interrupt fun and games, but um, I had some fun with that a couple weeks ago for the Super Bowl, um, hmm. in which I hosted a party here. A bunch of my friends came over, and they were like, are there any Al's Ales? I said, there is a mystery assortment of Al's Ales, <laughs> in which... I'm going to put all of them that I have into a cooler, and I don't know which ones are which because they keep getting moved around on me. Mm. And I have at least three different kinds, and I can only tell one of them because it's pitch black, so I know it's the porter. The other two, though, could be anything. And nice. also, it might explode everywhere. Could even be a boat. Could even be... <laughs> I, I was making mystery box jokes to someone else yesterday. <laughs> Continue with funding games. All right. What's more important? Looking good? Inner beauty, why can't I have both? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Fuck it. Let's go with why can't I have both. Fair enough. All right. Uh, You prefer your action with a little comedy 
Sci-fi, romance, suspense, or crime? Let's go sci-fi. Sci-fi. Okay. Would you be willing to sacrifice yourself to help a loved one? Of course, anything for them. Hmm, maybe. Probably not. Of course. Michael Bay is known for his explosions. Which would you rather yes! bl- <laughs> Which would you rather blow up? A car, a giant asteroid, a building. Ooh. Asteroid. Okay. Which means I'm gonna get Armageddon, oh, but most for likely. a minute for a minute here I thought I was gonna get Transformers because of the sci fi, but that might have tipped the scale in Armageddon's favor. Before I click get result, what do you want the answer to be? You know, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Despite my love for Armageddon, you know what I think my favorite Michael Bay movie is? Take a guess. Uh, I'm having a hard time thinking of anything right now. Other than <laughs> Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2, Armageddon, and Transformers. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, the, what the hell was that? I just had another one in my head and I completely lost I it. The answer I was going to go with is The Island. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Okay, here we go. And the answer is... <laughs> this is so stupid. The answer is boom. Your Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> you always believe in doing your duty, whether it's to your family or mankind. You'd even be willing to sacrifice yourself to keep them safe. <laughs> yeah, see, is- sci- sci-fi and, and sacrifice. I was like, this could be Transformers, or it could be Armageddon. And then once it was the uh, asteroid, asteroid. And I was like, it's going to end up being Armageddon. <laughs> it says underneath it, it says, not the results you wanted. See other results. <laughs> That's not how quizzes work. <laughs> that like just means it's randomly generated. It's like, no, this is like oh. cheating. It's like cheating on a choose your own adventure. Oh, these, you are the, the, these are the only other options. Boom, you are bad boys. Boom, you are transformers. Boom, you are the rock. Boom, you are pain and gain. <laughs> I, well, so, oh, that's the one I was thinking of, Pain and Gain, because yeah. I was like, I was thinking, I was like, which one was the fucking rock in? And then I finally clicked, was like, oh, duh, Pain and Gain. <laughs> I never saw that one. Oh my goodness. Well, that's it for fun and games. With that, let us get into our flick of the week. Bad Boys for Life, released in 2020, rated R, with a two-hour and four-minute runtime. The Bad Boys, Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett, are back together for one last ride in the highly anticipated... Bad Boys for Life. Al, were you a Bad Boys fan? Um, very casually. Okay. I the, loved... I know you do. I was saying in the sense that, like, I've seen the second one a couple times, and, like, the opening scene of the first one. Okay. I, so, as you, as you know, I'm pretty sure we've brought it up on the show before. Big Bad Boys fan. Uh, so is Damien, which is why we went to go see it together. It's a movie that we've bonded over. This movie was the perfect balance between the previous two films while staying true to the form like that the Bad Boys fans know and love. That's actually, you know what, that'll just be my tweet-length review because I realize that, that my tweet-length review actually has a mixture of that of that verbiage in it. So. The funny thing is it doesn't seem like Brian's necessarily a huge fan and yet he felt compelled to write a review of it for the Spin Chew. Oh, which... it's safe for me to read that now. Oh, uh, that's true. Um, I'm going to have to Oh, yeah, that. so, well, we'll wait till after the spoilers to talk about that a little bit, but... Uh, and just a little bit. I, I, I urge you to read his review if you enjoyed this movie, or even if you didn't, you know, just if you're looking yeah. for a different perspective. Um, it's funny because he's written 407 game reviews and then two TV reviews and two movie reviews. 
I'm going to be honest with you, For a, a part of me thought you were serious about the number, and then I remembered that I was just working with all of the posts and that it's 230-something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how many it is, but it's... Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> he is a content machine, the, and I love The it. man plays a lot of games, is what I, like I how, out of it. I love how he has six or seven game reviews that I haven't posted yet, just so that we have a steady stream of content, and he apologized for not writing six yeah. more. He, like also, he said, I have six other ones I should be writing about. I'm sorry. He actually apologized to us. And we're like, dude, you're yeah. already crushing it. It's fine. When we run out of your stories, if you still haven't written the six of them, we'll be the mildest of mildly irritated by that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 want, I, want, like, I want to go inside of his head. And like I mean like five seconds tops because I don't know that I could handle it anymore. That sounds scary. <laughs> Uh, because there was uh, that the way, one time Brian, where he... T- well, sorry, he, Brian, if you're listening to this, it's not meant to be an insult in any way, shape, or form, because I would not is. wish anyone it, be inside <laughs> my own head. So. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, uh, the only reason why I say this is there was that... He he goes on these... He basically... He goes on, like, these benders. Right? He does. He, he'll incredible. play 700 games in a week, and then he won't play a game for three months, and then he'll write all of these articles, and then... We'll be talking, and he'll be mid-article laying on the floor in his house. Yeah, what are you doing, guys? I don't, guy? I don't understand how he physically <laughs> types like that, because my, my hands would go numb in, like, 35 seconds. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I love waking up. You know how sometimes... I usually sleep through the whole night. Like, once I go to sleep, I'm not going to wake up until it's time to wake up, or maybe half yeah. an hour before that. Um, but every once in a while, I'll wake up at 3 in the morning, and I'll have six emails saying, Brian submitted a draft to this Benchoon. And I was like... What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a powerhouse. But anyway, okay. my tweet length review of Bad Boys for Life is a rollicking, ridiculous time that doesn't take itself too seriously most of the time. Fair. That's perfect. That is perfect. And what about your rating? Uh, I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Ah, I gave it a 6. All right. Okay. It was definitely fun. Uh-huh. Definitely not good. Oh, it's wildly flawed. I mean, as a movie, it's it, but that's not what you're there for. It's not about the storyline, which is terrible. It's well, about the ride. <laughs> let me write. Let me let me tell you something that I wrote here, if I can find it. You're not here for the story. No. <laughs> but the character interactions are what's important. Uh, but yeah. I have more on that later because some of it was an unequivocal success. Some of it was very much not. There were just, and I'm not even talking from a story perspective, just one-on-one or three or four maybe people's like character interactions where I was like I heard the line and I just went oh yeah it hurt yeah was, there was a, there were a handful of those I will say those didn't happen between Martin Lawrence and Will Smith because those two have a chemistry that will never die <laughs> for the most part but that was also <laughs> one something to its credit that I said um which I, their dynamic they still crush it absolutely I do have one Gripe on that matter, though. Hmm. Um, did Will Smith really just forget how to act? Is that what it is? Like, can what do you we mean? Just, can we just say it now at this point? Like that he was really good for a minute? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was a legitimately... I'm mean, Like, not great actor, but a legitimately good actor in most of his roles between, let's call it 1995 and 2005. Mm-hmm. It's like Nicolas Cage. Well, hell, Nicolas Cage... I can't 100% remember if he won, but he's been nominated for Oscars. Hmm. Was a legitimately good actor, no longer is. Mostly just because he's chasing paychecks to fund his ridiculous... I thought you were going to say chasing ghosts in New Orleans. (laughs) 
Well, that too. Um, the, He's trying to steal the Declaration of Independence, Al. <laughs> despite interrupting my line about chasing a ridiculous lifestyle, that is 100% exhibit A, B, and C, what it was I was referring to in saying chasing, yeah, chasing ghosts. Um, yeah. We talked, I don't remember what episode that was in. It was probably a year and a half ago. We talked about him chasing ghosts in New Orleans. Um, hmm. Literally. Is or before or after Bob Honey who do stuff? <laughs> First of all, how bad was your PTSD flashback uh, when I mentioned that? That was hard to listen to. Because I listened to that today um, I just by accident. It just popped up as I was trying to find a movie start time. And I was like, oh, nope. We're going to sit down and listen to all of this. Because it is... I am listening in real time to Anthony's soul slowly escape him. You broke me. I did. Um, but regardless, what there was just some terrible line deliveries in this movie by Will Smith mm-hmm. that I'm just like, yeah. And like for years now, I was like, okay, it's just it's not that he doesn't know how to act. He, he's just choosing really bad movies to do for whatever reason, whether it be his commitment to Scientology, whether it be his commitment to his son commitment to i'm not entirely sure what else with some other of the choices he's made um i never thought it was a lack of his ability to act just him making really bad choices about the movies he was choosing to be in Mm -hmm. um i at this point i'm i don't think he remembers how to do it anymore Hmm. that's interesting i would have to see him try in a movie that he was trying to be like i don't know you're not trying to flaunt your acting chops in bad boys i don't think no but like I didn't even think his performance 100% worked as a bad boys, which is like, it should be a muscle memory thing to him. Like, being with Martin Lawrence, the chemistry. Being uh, in these I didn't. I didn't get that vibe out of this movie. I thought that, I, I did think, it, it really felt like they went back into it in a really great way. The problem is, I remind, I remember almost zero of the lines in this movie. Even, like, okay. the funny ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why that is. Sometimes that just happens to me and I need it to be jogged out of my memory when I just saw something mm-hmm. for the first time. Um, but I don't know. There was just a few times where he was just like, he said something and I was like, no, some of it was script stuff, but it was like, like you would think that being with Florence, being in this franchise, whatever, even though it's not a Michael Bay thing anymore, like, I don't know. He's just like, there was times where he was like clearly the worst person on screen. I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Interesting. I, I think I'd have to look at it through that lens because I was just having too much fun watching the movie. For the most part, that's true. It was mostly in some of the times where they the movie just slowed down for a minute. Yeah, I, I will say, I while I didn't have I didn't have this reaction towards Will Smith, so maybe that's part of the maybe maybe you're right. I will say Martin Lawrence. I was like he nailed it. I feel like the whole movie. Yeah, he was. Uh, it, it was a Martin Lawrence in a Bad Boys performance. Yeah, I it was. Thought, it was great, <laughs> and it wasn't. It wasn't all bad with Will Smith. There was just a handful of times where I was just like, "What is happening right now?" Mm-hmm. I, I do I, I will say that there's there was that my I I'd be curious for like specific examples because the writing is terrible for the storyline. Yes. And that's it, it, he might be rolling his eyes delivering the line for that reason. <laughs> sure. Uh you know. there 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 is probably an element of that, but I don't The think worst writing is also around his character. Yes. That's so I don't know. It could be. It, it's it's very possible that it's not a him thing or not fully him because I, I, even a I don't know if he wanted to, he probably could get more out of it. That that's possible, but I, and again, this I guess this kind of goes to the choices thing because like I refuse on principle to watch that Netflix movie. Which movie? Bright. Oh, 
I vaguely recall the poster. I didn't see that. I won't do it. Why is that? I just won't do it. Okay. okay. Maybe I'll maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> uh, it's about cops and orcs and fairies. I like those things separately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So one thing that I want to point out, though, uh, this is what really blew me away. Is like, and I, I'm, I'm like, they nailed. I feel like they nailed the bad boys formula, as I said. And then the first movie, um, in a few parts, took itself way more serious the second movie is is fun and the first movie is drama and funnies the second movie is funnies and explosions yep this movie does like i feel like a perfect balance of those three things with just didn't have great writing but like there's there isn't a there isn't a good story to tell there well that, that's the problem is anytime it chose to go to the drama it's written so poorly mm-hmm. that i'm just like checking my watch like okay let's g- give me the next action or funny i right. need something because not that the, all the jokes landed because they didn't but some of them did like there was some legitimately funny stuff in the movie mm-hmm. um so i was at least enjoying myself uh during those portions um the biggest problem with the drama is all of it felt so shoehorned in yeah with the exception of the stuff surrounding um oh my god i completely forgot his name Mike Marcus, Mike Marcus, and Captain Howard, because mm-hmm. those are the only three characters. Well, with the exception of Marcus's wife, I guess. Um, the only three characters that like are still in the series from when they've been in the past. Um, so that stuff worked, but all the other stuff with Ammo Squad, with Rita, with Isabel was so shoehorned in. And oh, like, absolutely, when you do like a sequel this many years later. You're always going to do that to create new content because you're not going to bring back everyone from those other movies. Uh, it, it, well, it, it was shoehorned in and it was, it, they might as well have had the label on it because Ammo being the name of the of the group was, was, was that ridiculous label of, oh, we just feel like we need to do this. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing is like you get one of those things, like you get to shoehorn one th- like new thing into it. And the thing that makes the most sense is Ammo because... It's clear they're positioning them to be either a bigger role in a sequel or to be a spinoff. Mm-hmm. Um, but to then, on top of that, shoehorn in Rita. Because I had to actually look up. I was like, well, am I forgetting this character? Like, was she in something else? No, to see if she was in the first or second one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. She, well, she isn't. No, no, that, she's not. Like, I, I definitely the, had... And I'm familiar with the first two movies like enough that... I even thought that for a second. I was like, wait, is she someone? The way that they were talking about it was like, history. It, I was like, uh... I, I know and, time has passed, but... Well, so, and this is the briefest of spoilers, or I guess maybe we can just lift the veil, because, like, um, you're not, again, you're not in the movie for this story here. No, let's let's lift the veil. I, I will just say this. Like, before we do that, just uh, one other thing. The... Just that I have to say, that one, what I knew going into this movie... Knowing that, like, we're gonna do, I'm the too old. I'm too old for this shit. A lot, right? That's it's basically it is, it is the Mel Gibson, uh, Danny Glover dynamic between the two of them. Of like, one is like, I'm done, and the other one's like, I'm not yet. <laughs> the other one's like, I still want to jump off of buildings onto helicopters while right. shooting and fucking at the same time. And when that was <laughs> yes, and why? <while, laughs> and why? When you read it, when you see that like this movie's being made this many years later, and like that's the like they're going for that. You know there's going to be a lot of those old versus young jokes in the movie. Yep. 
surprisingly, some of like usually none of those are gonna hit. They're usually just all bad. Surprisingly, there was like I don't know two or three that were really funny, and I was yeah. like, oh, all right. Well, when I said Emma was shoehorned in, they did work for some parts of it. Well, um, I actually liked the characters in Ammo. I did, despite all of them being one note. But mm-hmm. the they're all one note because A, the writers aren't that good, and B, they just weren't given enough time to be anything more than that. Right. Um, I feel like if you're going to commit to this bit, you got to give them a little bit more to do in this movie. That's yeah, that's totally fair. With that, with that being said, if you are remotely interested in Bad Boys, if you've liked if you've liked the previous Bad, Bad Boys movies, you're going to like this one. It's fun. It's a it's an entertaining ride. Before, wait, you never read the synopsis. What? You never read the synopsis, did you? Or did I? Yeah, I did. did I you blocked out? out. You blocked out. <laughs> I remember us doing our tweet length reviews. Yeah, I did it before that. Huh. I do that in the very beginning. I read the, the title boys, of the Mike movie. Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett are back together for one last yeah, ride in the highly yeah, anticipated yeah, 100%. Yep, that's Zero exactly memory. what it is. <laughs> so good. It must have been chewing on a pretty good grape at that point. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's lift the veil. We're in post-spoiler territory. Okay, good. Go, go before, on. Let's say, before you go on to well, your next point, I know I've dominated this so far. If you're going to shoehorn an ammo and you're going to shoehorn a completely retcon relationship with Rita, you can't also, on top of that, do another historical retcon relationship with the villain, who obviously, from the very first moment that she's talking with her son and she's talking about all these people who were going to kill and stuff like that, it's like, okay, so they're making, they're lingering on Mike, this and that. Obviously, there's a thing between Mike. Whether you 100% know that the son is going to be Mike's mm-hmm. or not, you know that there was a relationship between her and Mike. Um, you can't do all three of those things in this. You get to shoehorn one thing. Yeah. yeah. Slash retcon one thing. You, you did a lot there. You did three huge, <laughs> crucial things. Like, all of the backbone of this movie, with the exception of just Mike and Marcus's relationship, all of it is built around these three things that you added. It's too many things to add. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree. That it's, and again, there's no, there is no argument that the, like, the writing's not good. It's fine. Again, not the, not what we were here for. Sure. Uh, if you if you did the first movie actually has decent writing. I really like, never saw it. There's a there's like a there's a well at least a, a decent storyline I should say. Uh, but the, <laughs> okay, we're in we're in spoiler territory. I have to tell you about my favorite thing about this movie, and that is well, that Reggie's in it. I I too strongly appreciated that. Damien and I both audibly gasped and turned to each other we're like he's here (laughs) i also love how they talked around the infamous reggie scene Mm -hmm. i know Mm -hmm. we always weren't super welcoming to you in fact we did everything in our power to chase you away and i was like that is an understatement sir you threatened to fuck him (laughs) (laughs) you ever make love to a man Uh, no sir you want to Oh man, I I need to rewatch the second one. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Martin Lawrence being high in the second one is the best scene of say, all I three of these three movies. Things. You ever I just remember. rub your leather, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, three things from that movie, like distinctly. I like I've yeah. seen the whole movie. I remember the scene with Reggie. I remember that scene with the captain. And I remember the scene in the morgue where he's laying on the, the slab with the naked body that's filled with drugs. <laughs> so good. So, so good. Oh, man. What a, so ridiculous. Anyway, uh, get, getting back to it. So bringing Reggie back, that was absolutely priceless. 
priceless. Now, I want to get into one of the jokes that landed, the old joke that landed for me was the was their commitment to the bit of Martin Lawrence needs his glasses to see. And oh, yeah. in the moment of insanity of gunfighting, they were as they were shooting it, they were like, you know what? This scene's a little too too much. And then they slow-mo throw the gun to Martin Lawrence and and he just misses it. <laughs> like it went left and he went right. <laughs> that that scene on its own, that's that really got me. Uh, I just thought that was so so funny that and uh, as far as the other you know the old versus young jokes the uh, I don't know his name the kid that um, that Mike can't stand in ammo and then eventually they fist bump and I guess they're cool now at Riff. the end what was it Riff him uh- <laughs> it was Kelly Dorn and Rafe. okay so I assume it was that which one. also the douchiest names or at least oh yeah Dorn and Rafe are. The douchiest names you could offer to these these young kids. Also, all of them were wildly too attractive with way too trendy haircuts. Oh yeah, yeah. But the uh, like, it, like I didn't know if they were riffing on Twenty One Jump Street. Like I, that's what I thought. That's what I thought it was. But then, like, they never went anywhere with that. <laughs> like, yeah, like they never commented on it, other than when they were like checking out Dorn. Like he was like squeezing his bicep. Like yeah. But even that was just kind of like a subtle one-off joke. I like how they're they're all ve- they're all very one note, but they decide for like thirty seconds that they want to give Dorn a little more. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one who gets any characterization at all, other than like Rafe being an egomaniac. Like, right. Um, which even then they almost they kind of kind of fucked that up a little bit because hundred percent the uh, I don't know the kind of the jokes about the mental health thing wasn't was kind of cringy at first. I was like, oh, like they're kind of going in an interesting way here, like. They're cracking on the the huge Jack dude who should be like the badass, being mm-hmm. the nerd, right? And he's always in the van. He's the guy in the chair. Um, and then it's like, oh, classic Ned. Yeah, there's like uh, I know you love that from Ned, so uh, love it. Um, there's there's like a real kind of story behind this, right? Like they even got like serious, like when they tell you his backstory about the mm-hmm. the bar fight he broke up and the guy dies and everything. I was like, oh, okay, there's there's something there. Yeah. And then it's like, ha ha, you're gonna need therapy, and I was like, oh. Yeah, and then, then he goes, and then he wants them to go, and then it's just like, okay, let's leave this. Well, the, the, see, the thing is, after the bad joke about needing therapy, they then did the thing where it's like, all of a sudden he's like clean-shaven, and it's like, clearly he's turning over a new leaf mm-hmm. after unleashing all holy hell in that fight scene, and, you know, despite me not liking the original part about the therapy thing, it was a little bit funny where he's like, I'm gonna need it. I was like, oh, a little weird. <laughs> kind of funny. It's blocking the line a little bit, and and then it's like, oh, I started doing therapy, and it's doing really great. And I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. And it's like, they said that you should all come with me, and they're all like, yeah, we're not going. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fucked up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, w- w- with regards to ammo, I really I liked the the concept that like Rita recognized that these two guys are legends. Yes. And that oh, no, that was kind of cool. But then that the other guy. Kelly? They make it seem like the other guys don't know about them, but really it was just that one of them has, he's an egomaniac and he, yeah. he doesn't want to like give them any clout, like give any clout, like that they're, <laughs> that they're actually that like amazing. I guess it did make for an interesting dynamic, right? Cause the two of them are butting heads constantly. Um, Kelly is like all in on Mike's brand of kicking ass and taking names. Cause like she follows him into the raid and then like sees him in action. Kelly, like, I said Rita before. I think. Yeah, I know. I tried yeah. to, to not so subtly uh, <laughs> redirect, yeah. but um, 
you know, she goes through it with Mike and is like, oh, that was pretty badass. Uh-huh. Um, but also, I'm going to go back to following orders now. Um, and then Doran just kind of like happy-go-lucky and just like, yeah, I get why this is important. We're uh, we're on board, guys. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so make go team. <laughs> yeah, go team. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about your... Uh, well, before... It's just kind of a one-note thing. Before we talk about your experience with spoilers in this movie... Mm. Um, there's something I was really confused by um, early on in the movie. Not a super important thing, just like fucking with my head, kind of. How much taller is Armando than his mom? Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> what made you say? There's a sequence of like three shots across like a few minutes, five minutes or so, where like he rescues her from when she breaks out of prison in the beginning. And then there's like a big like tension moment where like they're standing facing each other as we're about to find them unveiling their plan, and then we see them again uh, briefly. I don't remember exactly what's going on in the third one. And each time, she ranges between being about two inches shorter than him and about two feet shorter than him. I did not notice that at all. <laughs> it was all in the first ten minutes of the movie, and I was just like, "What is happening?" <laughs> I was like, he's either Andre the Giant sized, or he's my height, and she is either sub five feet tall, or a rather tall woman, and I don't know what any of them are. I'm so confused by any and all of these scenes. Something, something, camera angles. Yeah, and for the rest (laughs) of the movie, they spend zero minutes on screen together until the very end. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like... I don't know if they were putting her on a box, if they were putting him on a box, whatever. But all, like, within quick succession, there was two of them sitting. It was like, she's like a foot shorter than him. And then all of a sudden, she's two inches shorter than him. And I was like, am I, am I on acid right now? I don't understand what's happening. That's <laughs> so stupid. so ridiculous. It's the stupidest thing to be hung up on. And yet it was yeah. blowing my mind. That's all you could focus on in those yeah, scenes. I yeah, I couldn't focus on anything else. I was like, what is happening? All right. It's time for my frustration. And that is, well, in, in, in hindsight, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I love Joe Pantaleon. Pantaleano. I was going to say Pantaleones, but that's not it. <laughs> Pantaleano. Uh, he's, I think he's great. I love him in everything that I've seen. Memento, The Matrix, Bad Boys movies. I, I, always, I always enjoy his performances. Matrix. I said that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing it to you now. <laughs> Uh, the one that you didn't mention that he was also legitimately pretty good and was. Uh, Don't you say memento! I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, sensate. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you know what he was great in was The Sopranos. Yeah, um, I've heard that. He was just kind of par for the course. Joe Pantoliano stuff in um, those two movies with Tommy Lee Jones, um, U.S. Marshals and the Fugitive. Yep. 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 Oh man. Anyway, I, I like him a lot, and I, I his. Captain Howard is is a great character, and he's just he is he's the caricature of angry police captain that has been used in movie and TV show after movie and TV show for Time the entire run of like the late seventies through the early two thousands, and it's like he is just the he is all of that, like all of the best parts of it. <laughs> it's funny because there's like the big picture. Angry police chief, right? And mm-hmm. then there's angry white police chief, a angry black police chief. Right. And he's the best of all. Yeah, he's got he's got them all. Uh the whole the whole Wusa thing from the second one is is 
it remains to be one of my favorites. See, I loved him sucking down Pepto Bismol on this one. Oh yeah, it's so good. Uh, and 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 the face that uh, uh, that Will Smith makes when he's doing it, he, he's like, like, it looks like a gross. Or Martin Lawrence, I forget who was in the scene uh, because he dominates the screen when he's on the scene. He because he's he's all over. He's flailing. He's yelling. He's just so funny. Although I will say, I was a little concerned. He didn't sound great in this. He didn't sound great. Yeah, like I'm talking about, like legitimately, I'm a little concerned for Joe Pantoliano's health. Mm. Like, he didn't sound great in this. Yeah, also, I noticed he's looking as he's getting older. He's looking more and more like Uncle Eddie every day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And by the you're that absolutely laughter, right. I was gonna say by that you're laughter, I'm gonna right. take that for a confirmation of my thesis. For, he even has. He's even chewing on a toothpick most of the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's really funny. Um, anyway, <laughs> what I so I we're, we're like I don't know we're about I think we're like a week out from the movie even releasing, and I'm scrolling through my Apple News feed. I have a movies category that has a whole bunch of movie news that that you know services through there, and the headline it's like a picture of Bad Boys too, and the headline is saying goodbye to Captain Howard. And I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Wait, was that really before the movie came out? Because you didn't mention it until after it came out. No, it was before. Okay, because when you you mentioned it, I immediately knew what you meant because I had already read Mm. Brian's review when I was editing it. And he wrote it after he saw no, it. No, I, so I was just behind out. on our communication there. It was it was the week before the movie came out. Okay. Well, so that means that you sat on that anger for like ten days. Because I didn't want to hint at it. Because if you're any if you're if you know the movie at all, and if you know my association with loving the move, like enjoying the movies, loving the movies in certain cases, uh, that he would have been the obvious pick. If I well, said I guess somebody dies, it could it could have been any of the three of them. But the other thing was with my very vague knowledge of the series i didn't know if there was going to be anyone else still carried through the movies you know what Mm, i mean like mm -hmm. for instance they could have killed off then they gave her like one line like a throwaway line they could have killed off marcus's sister or something you know what i mean they could have killed off his daughter like yeah yeah. no you're 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 right but like no this one i i was just really like it was in the headline it was that's that's ridiculous like you can't do that no, I be, be like seriously, be better. Especially that early, like if it was like several weeks after the movie came out. Even so, that's not the headline. Sure, you can talk about it. Sure, I'm just saying it's going to be less egregious then. Saying goodbye to a beloved character, you can say. Sure, or saying goodbye to spoiler. You know what I mean? Like right, but even even that, it, like even that has to wait. That has to be maybe like you're saying, like two or three weeks in because. That's well, it's a, no the, different than saying beloved character because you're gonna. No, no I'm saying something. beloved character. Both of those, like those are later. They can't be before the movie comes out. Mm. It's anyway. I was really frustrated or, by this. Or saying goodbye to beloved character, and the thumbnail is clearly a picture of Captain Howard. <laughs> yeah, and it's like how he dies. Uh, <laughs> a picture of Captain Howard with a fucking bullet hitting him yeah, in the throat. Right. <laughs> it's a gif. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, the basically. I have this information going in, and then watching in the movie, I'm just waiting for it to happen until it happens. Yeah, and I mean, I kind of was to a certain extent, too, because, again, I knew yeah. it was coming, and I knew the major twist, if Which, you can call it that, was coming, but, like, it, really it was telegraphed me, so early on that it wouldn't have mattered. It, it prevented me from enjoying his scenes 
because I was worried in every scene that he was in that this is it. Like, I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't know, like, oh, is he actually going to have a heart attack, like, yelling right now? Like, like what's going to, like, how, I didn't know how he was going to die. Uh, see, I knew how it was going to happen, and I knew that, like, it was at least halfway through. So, like... Mm-hmm. So you I had you had time I, to yeah enjoy yeah it. so like I knew the first couple scenes he was in that he was safe and then it came down to like the last like two scenes he was mm-hmm. in I was like oh is it gonna be now and then it didn't happen and then I was like, <laughs> is it gonna be now and then it did happen there there is so clearly not background music right now that's <laughs> the scene that it's gonna happen in so that we could really hear the gunshot um anyway that really I, but then I, I thought about it afterwards I was like I'm gonna take this uh maybe I'll, I'll look at the bright side I would have been inconsolable <laughs> if I didn't know ahead of time and that happened in the way that it happens. I would have been heartbroken <laughs> and yeah. I don't think I would have been able to enjoy the rest of the movie. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, mean what, a, what a weird connection to that random character. I don't know why, but I love him so much. I mean, he was funny. Uh, yeah, I never would have had that connection. So. How did you sink a boat? That's my favorite line. <laughs> Just the complete defeat that he puts in his voice in those scenes oh man anyway that's a that's a gorgeous don't don't do that do not put that shit in your titles question while we're on the topic of joe pants um other than Uh, michael clark duncan is the only good thing in daredevil uh you know that i like the ben affleck portrayal of daredevil so yeah i still can't get that by the way i forgot news notes and nuggets did you see the reveal of the batman they showed the first shot of him in costume it was no yeah, it was, I saw it tonight, and I meant to bring it up <gasps> earlier. Totally forgot. Oh, my God. Um, it's like, it's purely a teaser thing, because it's not care. like we'll him. No, no, right meaning like it's not him in like an action or anything. It's like red lit, and like they like zoom in on his That's chest, and like the Batman logo on it, and then they like pan up, and then they show it. And while watching it, and this isn't meant to be either a positive or a negative, my first observation when watching it was, him in this suit reminds me strongly of Charlie Cox Daredevil from mm-hmm. the Netflix shows. Like, very much that vibe. Yeah. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool so far. It's an interesting take on the suit. It looks kind of like Arkham Asylum, like that that Batman. Um, interesting. It's long. It's like one it, minute. It's long for not showing you anything. Um, they finally pan away and show you a little more the, for the final the music's like five good. seconds. What's that? The music's good. Like the dark ominous tones are good. Oh, I was watching it on mute. Oh, gotcha. Uh, wait a minute. The Batman teaser trailer. What? No, Is there not, another one? <laughs> I don't think so. This was like a set Co- concept. It's yeah. a concept from December 13th. Cool. That's actually pretty sweet. Anyway. More on that next week. <laughs> yeah, I just that just reminded me. I had to know in the moment. I couldn't. I, <laughs> I figured, and I let you go with it because I knew it was pretty short. So, but anyway, it. back to this movie. Ah, uh, Joey Pants. Rest in peace, Captain Howard. Oh, it's just I'm just so mad about it all. Uh, I mean, listen, there could have been a way more important movie that you could have had spoiled for you. Oh, 100 percent. Uh, and I have. Sure. Uh, it just bothered me. Uh, just, I mean, like, imagine if something like that, like, imagine if you got, like, spoilers, everyone, for Rise of Skywalker. Mm. If it was, like, saying goodbye to Ben Solo. Like, right, right, right. Fuck you. You know uh, what I mean? Like, <laughs> I will say, uh, one. here's a scene I enjoyed. Um, probably more than I should have. I don't know where this disdain comes from. Maybe it's the fact that I hate 
uh, in music when people say their own names. But DJ Khaled getting his hand beat with a meat tenderizer was a really just it was there was a weird catharsis. <laughs> I'm sorry because as soon as he said I hate hearing voices or hearing names in songs, I was like, oh, he's talking about DJ Khaled, isn't he? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I saw him in the credits. Also, the way he was represented in the credits was credits was so weird. Um, what did it say? What? What did it say? I believe it said Khaled apostrophes DJ Khaled on the closed apostrophe or no, closed parentheses. Khaled. Khaled. Yeah. Uh, it actually says on IMDb as Khaled DJ Khaled Khaled. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> you saw that right? At least too many Khalids in that name. Um, <laughs> there were three too many. <laughs> no, there's at least sorry, there's at least two too many. Um, <laughs> anyway, I what if when he got he was... to that point in the credits, he says it. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine while they're running it? It just in the back DJ Khaled <laughs> uh, should be best. in charge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I Terrible. completely forgot he was in the movie. Mm. Until he showed up in the movie. He's like, oh yeah, remember that thing that was in the credits? I'm a, what is what is the line? I'm gonna penetrate this man <laughs> with my soul. <laughs> I'm gonna penetrate this man. Soul with my heart, with my heart. That's right. <laughs> that was another reoccurring joke that was really landing every time. I liked. I actually liked that how they opened and closed that whole thing with it at the end. I was like, you know what? This is the only thing that you wrote well in the whole movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been complaining a lot about this movie, so let's talk about some good things because there are some really fun, stupid. Uh, I've got the best one for you. Okay, Mike in a coma. Oh, and- the- <laughs> <laughs> the Midnight Cocoa Bean? Is that what it was? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, and way funnier than it had any right to beard. be. <laughs> he goes, he goes man, you're dying your beard. You're dying your goatee. What are you talking about? Midnight Cocoa Bean? I know. I, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> what about, oh, my, one of my favorite, they sell, they, um, I think it was, oh, it was Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, the first 80% of the movie is a split screen of the two of them doing things. And then that when they did that in this movie, and it's uh, Mike going into the safe and grabbing his gun, and Marcus going into <laughs> into the microwave and grabbing his burrito, I was just like, I don't even care. <laughs> no, that was a good joke. Um, no, but there was like some fun like action sequences um, that are just they're just there for you to enjoy. Oh, and yeah. I did, like you know. Um, I thought that the the shootout at the arms deal in that warehouse was pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the moment where he shoots that dude and then shoots the car, and then the car just that, squashes yeah. him. Everybody in the movie theater goes, "Oh, yeah, that was how, that's what I did too." I was like, I was like "Ooh, <laughs> yeah." There's just the... a lot of stupid in that fight. Um, I, them on the motorcycle chase was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like that parts of that scene was just absolutely bonkers, and yeah. him grabbing the grenade. And he goes, what am I supposed to do with this? And he just pulls the pin. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he goes, better get rid of it. And he throws it. <laughs> and then the guy scooped it while riding on his motorcycle. And I was like, come on. That that, <laughs> that is uh, more than once in this movie. I was like, it, I, I never question it in movies. Never. I just allow this to happen. But more than once during this movie, I was like, but why are you a trained fighter? Like, wh- <laughs> like why are you so skilled at this? <laughs> Yeah, but that one I was just like, how? How could yeah. anyone 
in a high-speed chase do that? <laughs> he was a professional lacrosse player. Like, and if, he, he, <laughs> if he'd taken, like, his assault rifle and swung the butt of it and, like, croquet... Or not croquet it. Yeah, no. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Like no, polo. Mallet? Polo. Oh. Okay. If he, like, polo, like, cracked it with his motorcycle, ridiculous, but I would have allowed it. He scooped yeah. it with his hand. Scooped. Yeah. 100%. He would have absolutely fallen over trying to reach that. Yes, that's my point. Like, like I said, if he took the butt of his gun and smacked it like he was playing polo, I would have allowed it. Totally fine. Ridiculous, but totally fine. Um, the uh, the opening race like sequence where you think they're going to do some serious and they're going for the birth of the grandson was actually really cool. That was good. Um, just so you know, he's like, yeah. Oh my god, he's freaking out. You slow down, faster. <laughs> You're you want me to slow down and speed up at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I like when they're in the in the was it like a Nissan Versa or something. Uh, <laughs> we got Mike Lowry here. <laughs> They stole the Jurassic Park. Dotson. Yeah. We got Dotson here. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> so good. I love what I... What's up? Go ahead. Oh, I was like, when they're racing across the beach, and he's, sorry, rich white people. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We're black people and we're cops. We'll arrest we'll ourselves later. Over later. <laughs> I liked, uh, one, of, one of the things that stood out to me is a lot of times you'll see a movie like this, or you'll see the trailers for a movie like this. And the jokes are in the trailer, and when they are delivered, it's just like, yeah, I heard this one already, and it's not yeah. funny. The They cut those jokes for the trailer just right where they were so much better in the context of the movie. When that guy falls onto the car... Oh, that and they, really good. And they have this, like, I don't know, 2.7 second pause before they react at all is... It's just... Perfect. It's absolutely well, perfect. That was perfect. And then the follow-up. Please don't be. Please, please don't, don't be with him. That could be anyone. It's clearly. <laughs> uh, the whole thing with the the fanny pack and the baby wipes. It yeah. Was, uh, it was. It was really. It really is. It. It's. It's left out loud funny a lot of times. Yeah. No. There was some legitimately good funny stuff. I wish I could remember some of the lines that I appreciated. Yeah. Um, there's, what was it? I had something else here. Hang on a second. I like totally lost what I was gonna say. <laughs> I was like, oh, um, the uh, the I actually did think not from like the funny perspective. It brought me back to what you were saying about like bringing back Reggie was like a kind of like a nice touch to this whole thing. Mm-hmm. The couple of moments from like their past that we like actually remember are like some solid, even though it's like plays on nostalgia. Like some of that was actually. Pretty good. Again, there's like I said, central to the Mike Marcus, like Captain Howard thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, and even playing into the whole thing with like with with Reggie and the wedding and all that. Like, but when they, they sit down at like the party after the wedding and all that, there were some nice quiet moments in that stuff, especially earlier in the movie. As it got later, it kind of started to drift farther and farther away from me. But some of those little moments were actually okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> there's another, there, I, I've, I, I'm going through it and I'm replaying certain scenes that were just, that really, that really tickled me. Uh, and one of them is when they're in the club, and it's very loud. Oh, and Marcus, don't is worry, just, they can't hear me. It's just, <laughs> yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that what they were talking about? The, oh no, it was later. He talks about the the. Don't forget about those little blue pills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is actually a pretty solid callback too to the, him taking the ecstasy on ecstasy. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and and actually, as far as running jokes go. The thing about uh, 
Mike and Rafe and Rafe's mom was was actually kind of a funny running joke mm-hmm. until they used it one too many times at the end. Because mm. he yeah. calls it back in the end and it was like, oh, you know what? Good job tying that loose end. And then they did it again. And they did it again like five yeah. minutes later. I was like, no, no, no. Not even, it was it was no, it was like thirty-five seconds later. It was, oh, was, like, I it was yeah, like it was too minutes. soon. I was like, like, no, no, you you had the perfect dismount on that joke. Like you did it, it yeah. worked, it paid off. Don't do it again. Size of Big Ben clock. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you do it, I'm not ready. <laughs> oh man. Speaking of I Ben Schwartz, so we we doing Sonic next week or <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I no, want to see it. No, I, I can't. Come on. You can't. I ain't gonna see it. No, after the whole debacle with the tea, the with the not being. Makes me. It's what? more of my love for Jim. Yeah, but Al, I'm not gonna make you go see this one in theaters. <sighs> I am gonna make you see this one. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, if you want to do it a year from now or whatever, okay. maybe. I'm this, not it might be, I, I don't, I mean, I, I would assume that it's going to be a contender for a bad movie night. I was uh, going to say, listen. The current frontrunner is Cats. If, <laughs> if, you, if you come back from the movies and you're like, no, no, dude, somehow it's good, mm-hmm. then maybe I'll go see it when you do it for an episode. Mm-hmm. I can't justify giving them a single cent right now. What if I do that and lie? Then you are going to reimburse me my $8. (laughs) Okay. Um, It was funny, though, as I was just thinking about it, and I said the thing about baby teeth, because that was what was on my mind, because I listened to a couple minutes of the baby teeth conversation. Nice. When we were going back to those those old episodes. Not quite the reaction I got from you with Bob Honey, but the other thing was you actually legitimately enjoyed that conversation. Yeah. (laughs) It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Alright. Do you have any other notes on Bad Boys for Life? I would be concerned if I did. Alright, I've got one last one last thing. Okay. If you're clearly setting it up to make another movie. It does seem like they're clearly setting up something. Why wouldn't you hold on to Bad Boys for Life for that title? <laughs> That's what I said to you when they gave us the first trailer or whatever when we talked about it on this show. It's like I'm so mad, I'm still mad. I will never forgive the Fast and the Furious for no. not branding themselves F8 of the Furious. Yeah. In this case, they couldn't do the thing. But they did it anyway. Be- no, no. They couldn't do it because <laughs> it's the third movie. It was like, why wouldn't you hold on to this title for the fourth one? Right. Oh, one last callback joke. Marcus still doesn't know the words. And that is perfect. Oh, I, <laughs> I see. I forgot that was a running joke. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, we're not going to do this to him. <laughs> what was even the sound that he was making? Like, <laughs> sneaking his snack. Hey. <laughs> so the kid was crying. I love it. I love it so much. All right. Actually, that was, the, that was one good line. that When, when, when the kid, when the ammo squad started singing it, mm-hmm. he goes, no, no, you're singing it wrong. You don't get to it do it. It takes a lot of time to learn the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, it takes a long time to learn the lyrics. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that's all for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to Flicks in the Six at SpinTune.com or tweet us at the SpinTune with the hashtag FLI6. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. And I'm Al Bielsi. Thanks for coming out.